Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA Gaming and Sports. On this episode, we take a look back at Seasons 1 and 2 and some of our greatest segments on APA Gaming. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA Gaming Podcast. Welcome back, and uh, just a little bit of APA talk. Um, just this week, we, one of our uh, good friends from um, when both Kevin and I were younger, uh, Derek, um, celebrated another birthday, and uh, Derek is, um, we've mentioned him before, he introduced Kevin and I to APA baseball when we were uh, kids. Um, he had, he's you know, was older than us, but had, um, you know, uh, you know, a season, the 1974 season, I think it was, right, Kev? Yeah, that was right. And um, we were probably 11 when yes, we first... Nice, I, yep, we were 11. I think it was 1983. Um, yep. And, and Derek was our um, little league coach for baseball. That's how we kind of came in contact with him. He was coach of our team and and kind of a big brother kind of figure, I guess you might say, mm-hmm. um, at the time. And uh, yeah. He so, recognized us as psychotic baseball fans and and i think just thought these two these twins would maybe really like this game so we thought what might be interesting and this could be a topic that other people might have i mean there's a lot of adults now that we seem to interact with related to appa but whenever you're at one of these tournaments and stuff there's always some kids that are playing too and you know there might be people that got into appa just in their youth all by themselves but there's a number of people have the experience of having it as a youthful experience, maybe introduced by an adult or not an adult, but you know, somebody a little bit older than them. And then, uh, coming back to it as, as yeah. an adult and just kind of, what is that, you know, what, what is your, you know, experience like that? So like you and I did a lot of that, you know, kind of, you know, up through high school, we, you know, we did some of our own leagues and stuff like that kind of, you know, in you know, stuff between the three of us with leagues. And that was fun. You know, that's when we did stats, but we had to do a lot of that manually because we're talking kind of late eighties, you know, mid to late eighties, magic numbers, you know, that sort of stuff, uh, studying for drafts and really analyzing cards. And, you know, all of those things that I think APA people have experience with, with, just the numbers and just knowing certain things on boards and stuff like that um, becomes like almost another language, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting and how you could look at a card and that's why you can have a great, you know, blog post, you know, like monster card Mondays and stuff like that. And people can look at a card and go, that's a really good card or look at some crappy card and go, Oh geez, that's a joke, you know, because of uh, just kind of that experience that you have and learning it as a kid is a great way to learn about players. I mean, I learned a lot about people from the 1974 season and people that, you know, whether it's Manny Sanguian or somebody like that, right, or Ken Holtzman or something, or just kind of random people. Um, that or was something. Gene Tennis. Or Gene Tennis, yes. yes. And um, those sorts of experiences. And then that could launch into that. Now, by the time we got to college and later on in our early, uh, you know, careers, kind of wasn't doing anything with Apple, but it was still going on. And then you come back to it and you've kind of gotten more than I have into that thing. What, I mean, what has been your, you know, like your thoughts on or takes on kind of your early stuff and then the coming back? 
Well, early on, of course, um, you know, it was a great way to learn about the history of the game. Um, you know, because we, we did things with the 1966 season. We bought that. We did stuff with the 1922 season. So, yeah, you you, you know the Babe Ruths or you know the Mickey Mantles or you know the um, Willie Mazes, but you learn the, the Jim Lefebvre, you know, right. and that he was a good player, you know. Or that's when I first was introduced to somebody like Joe Torrey. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, Joe Torrey was a heck of a player back in the day, you know, right. those kind of things. Um, and like you say, you know, it's like coming back to a good book or a good movie that you liked when you were a kid, you know, and it just kind of has that same, I mean, apple cards have a certain smell to them. They have a certain feel and texture to them. And when you look at them, it's like looking at a different, it's like speaking a different language. And it's more so than some other games. You know, I never really played Stratomatic. I had, I bought like a starter one, one time and tried to play it and it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't yeah, the same thing. I mean, you know? people like that. That's great, you know. But Yeah, a lot of people do. I mean, I'm not trying to put the game down. But, you know, APA, man, you look at it, and the card just stands out what it is. You know exactly if the guy's a power hitter. You know exactly if he's a good fielder. You know mm-hmm. just exactly what it is just by looking at it after you play a little bit. It doesn't take very long to, to learn that. You know, I don't know. You can probably, in, in five or ten games, you start learning that, you know. Right. Well, I think it, like, long before we ever made our first childhood visit to the hall of fame we had played a lot of appa with some of the greatest players mm-hmm. that we also had and would integrate so you know th- that's how you learn who george sisler was or mm-hmm. nap Lajoie or some of these guys it might be a little bit more obscure um you learn by playing with uh ted williams you know card the type of hitter he was that he yes, walked a lot had yes um it, you know just kind of the you know like if a guy were still a lot of bases if a guy you know what type of fielder they were considered based on the numbers of their fielding and all those sorts of things um you know if they were strikeout pitcher the types of letter grades that they have all those things made you actually learn more about the player and and what they were like so that especially when you have an experience at like a hall of fame or something you're looking at their plaque um you already kind and of when know what i you're see when I see old-time players, when I think of Ted Williams or Babe Ruth, I think of their Apple card. I, I know. That comes into my mind. Now, um, I'm sure for you, maybe not as much with modern players because you aren't in the league or anything like that right now. I mean, I show you things at times. But, um, you know, there's you know there's some of that as well, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I still think about, even though I don't play in a, a serious league like you do, I still, I think because of my childhood experiences, view the stats that I see in APA card terms. Yes. Um, and or like, I, how is a guy a fielder? Oh, that, you know, mm-hmm. is that guy, what kind, it, you know, because like Lou Whitaker, when I think of Lou, I think of second baseman nine, the highest rating you can get for a second yep. baseman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's in my mind, you know. Um, right. That's and normally kind of has an was. F, you know, he's normally yes. fast. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, so it does kind of, um, you know, it, it, uh, molds you and it molds your baseball experience both within the game and outside of it. So who can we thank for that? Well, you know, to kind of wrap up this little section here that we're doing, uh, we can thank Derek, um, because he introduced us to that. Um, and we were, you know, obviously impressionable guys, but he, um, you know, opened up that world to us that we still appreciate yes Um, just such a deeper texture to the game because of that over the last 36 years or so that we've had that for sure so yes definitely thankful for that so i i guess i would just end with well thanks a lot
thanks, Derek. That we we definitely uh, consider that all the time. And if you're not using that 1966 set, we'd really like to have that because I think he has it. Um, yes. So <laughs> just, just kidding. Around. Or we could start a league or something. Yeah, that's true. Okay. We could do something. <laughs> all right. So we'll be right back. is the best season sets you could you could acquire um kevin came up with that idea i guess we're kind of doing a little bit of a kind of like an on the spot here to kick off the show because um i don't know what he's going to say and um i have a couple ideas and i'm and we'd like to hear from listeners after this too so please feel free to let us know and why We'll give you our takes, and we'd love to hear your takes, too. So um, yes. since it was your idea, Kevin, why don't you kind of start off with how you want to go, and, and and we'll kind of bounce it back and forth. Well, I think there's two ways to look at this. You can look at it in the general baseball sense, you know, some of the great seasons, and you can look at it in the personal baseball sense. So, like, for example, you and I love the Tigers. We grew up with the 84 Tigers. Obviously, the 1984 set is a great set to get. Now, it, it, it all depends on what you want to do with it as well. Do you want to replay the entire season? That's a big project. There's lots of guys out there that do that. Personally, I like to have a little bit smaller projects. I do team replay. So I have replay the entire 1984 Detroit Tigers season. And that gets me working with everybody in the National or the American League, not the National League. And I, I like that. Currently, I'm almost done with the 1968 season. So I do the Tigers. And I've kind of picked up things along the way as far as Tiger related things. But like if you're looking at like a, a great season, if you want to replay it or pick one team, 1961 would be great. You got the. Marish and Mantle chasing Babe Ruth and everything, and that'd be fun to see if that happens. You know, that's a great year to, to do. I think a lot of guys pick years from their childhood or or um, early early teen days and stuff that they remember, and they like to replay those. So those are kind of the some of the initial things I'm thinking. What were you thinking, Kurt? Well, I I think back to some of the seasons that you and I, when we were kids, basically uh, acquired some different seasons. We went. I remember we went for the 1930 season. But the way we did things with our, our friend Derek was we would take a season and then draft from the season. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we want a season where everybody rips. So the 1930 season, if you look at 20th century, it's the highest um, overall batting average in, in history, right? I mean, the batting average um, was 296 for both leagues. You know, of course, there were 16 teams then too. And that's another factor. You know, do you want buy 16 teams? You know, and if you buy, like we had the 66 set, that was 20 teams. If you're buying something, you know, in the 80s or, you know, something later, it's going to be like 26 teams, right? So, mm-hmm. um, th- you know, you'll get more. And that's why the prices, I think, sometimes can vary a little too. Yes, but like for sure. But like the 1930 season, I mean, that they averaged that season 5.5 runs a game, okay? Um, and it's, it got an interesting balance. So like, if you want to use this as something where you like home runs or you like high batting averages or whatever, I mean, the league ERA is 4.81, so that's not going to really get it done. 
Um, they did steal a, a they had an interesting balance between stolen bases and home runs that season. You know, about fifteen hundred home uh, home runs and a little over a thousand stolen bases. But like I don't know. I'm trying to think back why we went with 66 other than I know that we had some cool years, you know. Whether, I think it was on sale. <laughs> oh, it was on sale. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I'm thinking, you know. Because yeah. in, in, in 1960s. Well, not on sale, but like a special thing, and they had it out and it just to come out. Because now, you know, Appa's done a great job, and John Hurston's done a great job of, he's got every year, and some of the years into the 1800s as well. But it used to be, um, before they moved down to uh, – Georgia that they only had so many years available so um and then you know you could get it the year it came out you know uh, Apple started in the early 50s you could get it the year it came out then it was gone unless you bought it used from somebody so um 66 happened to come out and it was a good year I mean if 68 would have come out we probably would have got that but it probably wasn't available. yeah mm-hmm. which would have been all right but I, 66 was very fun and there was a oh, lot it was, of yeah a lot of hall of famers there and I think if you're picking something especially if you I think a fun thing to do is to take a season and then have some friends and draft from it. Everybody studies the cards and draft from it. That's what we did when we were younger. I know people like to do the replays. If you're doing replays, then it's like, do you want pitching? Do you want stolen bases? Do you want home runs? Do you want a lot of strikeouts? Mm -hmm. You do a replay nowadays, right? Um, If you don't want a lot of strikeouts and you want some balance, some hitting, a season that I looked at that I think is very intriguing is 1950. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a 16-team league then. But the league on base percentage was 346. You know, that 1930 team, the league on base percentage was 356. So, like, people got on. They didn't hit quite as high. It was only a 266, um, you know, know, batting average for the league. But they hit more home runs. They hit over 2,000 home runs. They stole no bases. If you don't like stolen bases, go with 1950. But you get the last good card for Joe DiMaggio. You get George Kell having a good year. Uh, you have some cool teams with Boston and Detroit and the Yankees and Brooklyn, and there's a lot of Hall of Famers there. And that that could be that would be a really fun. Uh, there's some good like you know like um, Jackie Robinson had a really good year at second base. I mean, there's some good stuff that's going on there. I mean, solid mm-hmm. year by Williams. Nothing spectacular, but still pretty good. He's you know in his early 30s by that point. Um, yeah, league ERA is horrible, but you know whatever. Uh, another um, season that we looked at, didn't we do the 1922 season? Yes, we did. Yep. And that one there, I think we picked because it was a, 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 te- a, like a league batting average of 288. Um, they they didn't hit a lot of home runs. It was pretty decent for 1922. It was a little over 1,000, but they still like 1,400 bases that year. So you had a lot of um, kind of guys stealing and moving around and stuff. Yes, it was kind of a, a cross between, you know, you know, dead ball and live ball era. You know, you had a little bit of both of that going on in 22, you know. Yeah. They're hitting home runs, but they're still playing dead ball kind of ball as well. Right. You know, and the, and you're going to get guys like Rogers Hornsby and Tris Speaker and – not Tris Speaker, what am I saying there? Uh, George Sisler and, and Cobb still playing and, and people mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, because I think they had like three guys hit over 400 that year or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. Yep. I think it was Sisler, Hornsby, and Cobb. Speaker was playing too, I think. There was a lot of crazy batting average, really good years. Like Harry Heilman, it was really good. All these Hall of Famers. So that that can be fun too. Um, you and I, I know we first started getting teams or season sets in um, probably the 84 season. It just happened to be that yeah. season. Mid-80s, yep. yep. And then well, we, we got the season set in 84, yeah, and then 85, yeah. And, and 86, at, I think. Yeah, and 87. And because, 87, yep. Because as I look back at 87 – um, that is a great fun season. 
Um, not just, I mean, now the Tigers had a great year and Alan Trammell had what should have been his MVP year, even though George uh, Bell won it. I mean, Trammell hit 343 and had his, you know, career season. Um, but you had a fun Detroit and Toronto teams. Minnesota, of course, got to the World Series, but St. Louis was pretty fun too. You know, you got Vince mm-hmm. Coleman stealing 109 bases. Tony Gwynn hit 370 and stole like 56 bases. Actually, I was looking. And when you go like kind of um, average stolen bases per game, it was up by a whole tenth of a percent, which doesn't sound like a lot. But like normally it's about 0.7 stolen bases a game through the, you know, 80s and 90s. That year it was like 0.8 something. Um, yeah. Like it just there was a lot more teams stealing bases and the Cardinals were kind of leading the way. San Diego stole a lot of bases, you know, with Gwynn and stuff. So that was a pretty fun year. It's a too. fun year for sure. A lot of home runs that year, um, uh, you know, and and. Re- comparison to what was going on at the time not nowadays do you have that what seasons do you have kirk do you have any um i do i think i have the 2006 season um and you, yeah. that was it i think you know we we got a new you have set the 83 or something I thought you oh yes yes i have the 83 season too i forgot about that 83 yeah, yeah i i mean i kind of I, I know there are certain guys like uh i've listened to some of the this week in apple podcast who have like every one and stuff like that i don't even know yeah. if i would want everyone I, mean, I have quite a few teams and um several seasons i i've you know i, I do pretty well but everyone i'd like to get all the World Series teams right. uh, at some point. That'd be fun to do. Uh, but having every season, every single team, I don't really need that. I mean, I have 2018 because I have my league. I have 2012. The Tigers were good. I have the 87 season. I have the 84 season, the 68 season, the 35 season because of the Tigers. And I have the 1908 season, which if you're looking for a dead ball season, that is the one to get because it, you had some of the greatest pennant races Ever in both leagues. Because remember, like, the Cubs won 99 games, and they finished a game ahead of the Giants and the Pirates, who won 98, all right? And then that was the Merkel Boner year and everything, right? Uh-huh. And then over on the other side, you know, you have the, the Tigers, of course, made it to the World Series and ended up losing, but they went down to the wire, too. Cleveland finished a half game out, and the White Sox finished a game and a half out. So you had, like, two three-team races in each league that went down to, like, the last day of the season. So if I ever replay um, a season you know, and I have that, I'm going to replay. If I do every game, that's what I'm going to do. Plus, it's 154 games and it's less teams. So it'll take less yeah. time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the whole replay with every, everyone, I, I, I applaud people who do that. I don't ever see myself doing that. But, yeah, um, yeah. but hey, you know, if that's how, you know, you enjoy it, that's cool. I uh, I do like looking at the different seasons and, you know, how they play out. If I was going to play a whole season, I'd want to kind of see what type of, you know, because the, the accuracy of the cards leads to the type of gameplay you're going to get. So mm-hmm. if you want stolen bases, pick a season where they stole a lot of bases, right? You know, um, because it's going to play out that way. So um, that's why I... I, you know, and the other reason is you want to play with certain players and see them, you know? So like, like I was mentioning the 1950 season, if you want to, you know, play some with Ralph Kiner or uh, later Joe DiMaggio or Roy Campanella or somebody like that, those guys are in there, you know, or, or yeah. like Stan Musial, you know, he's playing, you know? So, well, it's, it's fun to play with uh, some, you know, like 1908, for example, of course, I know a good number of players, but there's a lot of guys I don't know. You learn about those players and the way they play because 
you know, it's different. Like I was playing 84, 68 teams, and then I play a few games with 08, and I feel like I'm playing dead ball baseball. It's really weird how APA does that um, if you, you know, play it straight up. And I just get the try to get the original lineup that was used for a particular game and the regular starting pitchers and everything like that, and I just play it the way I would manage it and see what happens. I don't do hit and runs and all that kind of stuff because that kind of messes your stats up if you keep doing that i mean if the guy's gonna steal bases he's got 11s and 10s and stuff on his card you know right so there you go but uh yeah i mean definitely uh you know a couple other things that people might like to do that would be good and i know people have done it on several occasions is the the strike seasons so 81 and 94 uh playing those through and seeing what happens with those seasons and that can be a lot of fun as well so right the other thing to do is the close pennant race seasons and then uh, maybe do something where you create your own divisions and have more mm-hmm. playoffs, uh, that sort of thing. You know, you can mm-hmm. do things like that too. Um, so there's lots or of ways doing, you can... Or doing current playoff format for a season that didn't have playoffs. Right. Know, like yeah. for 1908, for example. If you had those three teams in there, you know, in the playoffs and see how that all works out. I mean, that'd be crazy. Just do that, you know? Right. I think that would be so. really cool. And that wouldn't be as um, time-consuming, though some people want it to be. It's like they're hobby. Oh, yeah. That's what they do. Yep. Um, so that's fine, too. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. We'd love to hear what other people have to say or, or seasons that they've had that they've done things with that they uh, found enjoyable for various reasons. Um, there's lots of ways to go. And the great thing, at least with the uh, baseball part of APA, is uh, you get all, you know so many options now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. not all the other sports that they do have every, you know, basically every season and so things like that. Yeah. They're still working their way to them. Uh, but baseball has been so popular, you know, that's why it kind of gets some. Well, it started with baseball and of course they've moved into many other sports and some are still there and some aren't. But baseball is the reason Apple is around. Um, and I know sometimes the guys that love the football game or, or the golf game or whatever um, feel a little slighted because most 90% of the talk about APA is baseball, but you know, that's just, I remember comes, we I got a, uh, a football app of football. Yeah. That was all right. Uh, yeah. It was okay, but it, it wasn't as exciting as they've kind of redone it now. Kirk. I don't know if you yeah. know, but yeah, I know. Redone it, so it's a little bit um, better. And of course, remember we had the basketball game too, which is um, the, the quagmire game, I guess. I mean, we tried to play that and didn't really figure it out because it, it was like one of those games that, you know, basketball should be pretty quick, right? And right. It was just too complicated, but we had, I don't know what the heck we did with that, but uh, yeah, we had that and tried that out at one point too. So, but yep. didn't really like it. A lot of guys like the hockey. Um, that's very yeah. popular right now I've, too. Yep. Yeah. spot sort of APA conversation. Kevin has been able to look at the uh, 2019 season cards uh, through um, online through APA Go. And uh, so I wanted to ask him and I gave him a little bit of a heads up so he can kind of be prepared on this so, and also so that we could share some of these on our social media later on. But what were a few, a handful of cards that you uh, found surprising or interesting or, you know, just something that caught your attention from 2019? I mean, there's certain predictions people make and expectations you have for a card, like, you know, the type of power numbers or fielding or pitching grades and stuff like that. Um, Did you have any that you came across that you were maybe surprised or pleasantly surprised or disappointed with or anything, Kevin? 
Yeah. Um, well, I think more of the surprises. I look for more of the positives, I guess, stuff that I liked. Um, I've got uh, four cards I'll talk about. One we talked briefly about earlier in an earlier podcast about Rich Hill getting a, an A grade. I thought he would be a B. I mean, he had a 2.46 earner average, but, um, which is pretty dang good for nowadays. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, I think he deserves that A, but I was a bit surprised that he got an A grade. So that's the first one. There's not a whole lot else to say about that. I mean, he only pitched 58 innings this past season, but you know, he pitched like an A. So that, that was good. The other cut I was really interested to know how it would turn out was, um, Nick Cassianos. Um, mm-hmm. because you know, he finished with 58 doubles. Um, oh, right. on the all time single season list. Yeah. I mean, quite a remarkable, season for that you know right and he because, hit 289 you know right because before he um even got traded from the tigers to the cubs he was just a doubles machine yeah yes so i mean he had 27 homers as well um splitting time between the tigers and the cubs and played in 151 games he got 615 at bats because uh, he's not a big walk kind of guy but no. so if you're thinking okay so this guy hit 27 dingers he hit 289 um what do you thinking, kirk for his car what do you think it would look like have you seen it at all or i have not seen it so this is i guess I would good. Guess this is probably the most curious i have but so just off the top of your head what do you think it might look like well, I, I think, think he's going to, with 27 homers, I know he had over 600 at-bats, so he he should have a one on 66, but he might have a double column yeah. card with um, maybe at least uh, three zeros and a lot of sixes in that second column. Um, or Yes. So I was thinking he might have like a, a single column card with like a bunch of sixes. Um um, Steve's Epic card computer has him like with an 11, five, and then three sixes on, you know, for a single com on 33, 22 and 44. But the official game card, he has four zeros and a 66 one. So oh. uh, zeros on 11, 33, 22 and 44. And then he's, you know, those are his best numbers. Then he's got eights on, you know, 15 and 55 and 25 and 51 and all that. So, but yeah, he does have like a whole bunch of sixes. I mean, he's only got like in the second column, he's got a a seven on 65 and a four on 55. And then he's got an 11, 33 and 22. He's got once in that second column and he's got a two on his 44 second column Mm -hmm. and everything else is a six. Okay, mm. so I mean, I'm sure the reason they went to those double column cards is because they can closer reproduce the statistics, you know, um, if you know, for right? And on Steve's numbers, on Steve's Apple card generator, you can flip it to go oh, single yeah, yeah. And, or double. I think you know which is interesting. I always but... like single column cards better. I know I, maybe they're not as accurate, but I I like them. I like the way I, they look better. You know? Yeah, I but, I totally agree. I. I like single column cards, especially when they have like twos and threes and fours on them. I mean, yeah. you'll see a lot of sixes and quite a few fives, but um, I like a card that might have a three or four on it. It's just kind of different because then you get different, but that can turn into different scenarios. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Steve had him with an 11, 11, five, and I was thinking initially that he might have like four sixes, like 11, 33, 22, 44, and then a one, mm-hmm. which I'm thinking, man, that'd be quite the card for a guy on third only, because if people know, you know, a six is a home run with a guy on third base only. So you'd have like five chances at a home run with a guy on third or something. <laughs> but uh, that's not what it was. But still a very interesting card. I was curious to see how um, it would it would turn out. 
Um, he is an outfielder one because he's an awful fielder still. Um, he yes. was originally a third baseman and not a very good fielder there either. Um, but he is um, medium speed now. He used to be slow speed, so mm-hmm. which I always thought was a little bit off. I, mean, I thought he ran a little bit better than that, but he's not a particularly thought, good base yeah. runner. So yeah. that's always a thing, too. If you're not a very good base runner, sometimes they give you slow or medium or something. Right. Um, couple other cards that um, I thought were interesting. Jose Altuve, you know, he was injured for part of the season, so he only played in 124 games, um, and he, but he had 500 at-bats, um, and he had 31 homers. So normally when you see a guy with 31 homers, you think he might have a 5-6-1 or something like that, but he actually has an, um, an 11, an 11-1, 33-6, 22-6, and a 66-1, and then a, a 10 on 15. So he's got a double one card, which for, you know, a, a smaller guy like us, you know, you think, wow, he's got like kind of a power card. So I thought that that was kind of curious. Um, his card kind of surprised me. I mean, not that he, I mean, he having a 66 one, he does that. I and mean, he's definitely got power. We've all seen that, like, especially mm-hmm. if you're watching him in the playoffs, but you don't always think of it that way, but that's kind of the way he was. So that was a little yeah. surprising. You know, it's interesting as a second baseman with it, you know, double ones. Um, yeah. It's, uh, that you don't get a it's lot. Like of horns, I mean, it's like Rogers horns. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, well, and then, cool. um, then the other, the last card I was kind of surprised about, um, and it's a player I can't get in my league because we're not drafting from San Diego, is Fernando Tatis, the hotshot young shortstop for them. Now, he only played in 84 games, but he hit 317 with 22 homers and had a 379 on base percentage. And um, this is kind of the card of that we might see in the future. He, he also stole 16 bases. So he's got a double column card, but he's got. Double ones in the first column on 11 and 66. Mm. He's got zeros on 33 and 22. He's got a 15, 11 and a 25, 10 and a seven on 44. Now he's only got when he, and he's got three walks too, three 14s on there. I mean, that's a heck of a card. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this kid is going to be something else. I mean, you, you, that's obviously what he's able to do. That's like if he played a, a full season, he's hitting around 40 home runs with 30 steals and hitting 317. Right. <laughs> you know, what did so. they um, grade him as a fielder? He's a shortstop, eight fast, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he could work his way up to a nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, too. he could. Yeah, here he's a really good fielder, but he gave him an eight. So that's a heck of a rookie card, let's just put it that way. You know, I'd mm-hmm. love to be able to get my hands on that, but uh, not this year. So yeah, so those are the good. cards I, I that kind of stood out to me, and there's other ones out there, but, you know, we, we're just picking out a few here that uh, looked a little bit interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. That's good. What we'll do is I know that we can take little screenshots of those and – um maybe we can share those uh, you think we're breaking yeah. any rules yeah we could do that right? no we will do that. um yep. and so people can just kind of take a look if you haven't had a chance to look at the app a go and if you uh do look at some of that ahead of time and you think that there's some surprising cards uh give us some feedback on twitter facebook or instagram at double take cast or you can email us at double take feedback at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm and we'll gladly do some more talk about that since we're kind of in that winter era um, for baseball and APA, it's good to kind of, you know, kind of just start looking at stuff. And, you know, when we were kids, you never could get that preview like you can with APA go. Uh, so it's kind of exciting that you can look at kind of where things are at. So definitely. um, Yep. Yep. Um, 
let's frame our APA talk for this episode around that. And the topic for this episode is the APA Hall of Fame set of cards. And for those of you not familiar, uh, the basic info is it's a 345-card set um, for APA Baseball. And it includes all Hall of Famer player cards in addition to players that may or may not join the Hall. Like there's a like a Bonds card, for example. Um they have normalized the stats for this set, and that's something that we want to talk about in a second. Uh, it includes position ratings for the outfield, so like, you know, it's not just outfield three, it'd be like right fielder three or something like that, as well as master symbols and stuff. And it goes for $42 on the Epic Store. Um, so Kevin, I, I know you used to own this set, and then yes. you sold it. Uh, let's talk about what you think is good and bad about it. Maybe why you decided to unload it too, because that's not something that everybody always does too. So what are your yes. thoughts? Well, when this set was first talked about, I was very excited about it and, um, there wasn't a whole lot of info and there still hasn't really been a whole lot of information about what this normalized structure is or how they came up with these particular cards. So I got it. I, I love the way the cards look. I love the way they have, like, when they got in the Hall of Fame and the years that they played. There's some really quirky cards that are kind of fun. But the big thing was I, I didn't understand what they were going to do. You know, I, these the cards didn't make any sense to me. And I started, the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm never going to play with these cards. I'd rather just have some other set that I know I'm going to use if I'm going to do something APA-related. You know, like, you know, I'd rather have the 1935 set or something like that. So I decided to sell it on eBay and get that money, and I bought... I can't remember exactly what it was. It might have been a 35 set. I bought something else. Um, so you have, like, we were looking at some photos of some of the cards and stuff, and some of the things are kind of weird. Like, for example... Uh, the Cap Anson card, you know, he played, mm -hmm. of course, from 1871 to 1897, got in the hall in 1939, and he's got um, an 11-4, 33 6, 66 one, and he's got sevens on 22 and 44, and he's got a 45 asterisk. That does not look like Camp Anson's card to me. And if I'm playing with that card, and or if I'm playing against somebody who's playing with that card, and they roll a 66 one, and he hits a home run, I'm going to be like, what the heck? You know, because that's yep. the kind of card that looks like somebody should hit 285 with 25 home runs. And that's a joke. I don't understand what that is. I know they're trying to make them all kind of interrelated, I guess. I, I, I kind of I can appreciate that. But to me, it, it makes no sense because one of the reasons why you like to play APA is to see if certain things happen the way that they did in the season. It doesn't mean you want them to, but you know the card can produce it. So if you're going to play with um, Roger Maris's card from... 61 to see if he breaks the record you know that card is capable of doing it whether or not it does it you, you, it's not like everybody says well hey you didn't break it so this card's crap you know that kind of thing that's not the idea but you know it's possible i don't know what is possible with any of these cards if it's performing the way it should or shouldn't and all those unknowns made me not really like the set i just don't understand where it is not grounded in anything right that's because my main reason usually the idea is that the cards are able to replicate uh something in, in, in all cases, it's basically a season, all right? And um, so I understand that they want to have something that replicates their career, and I would like to see a career card, but to me, and it doesn't have to be that complicated, you take the average that they have for a season, uh, like let's say it's a 162-game season or 154, whatever it is, and you know they averaged 28 home runs a year, let's say, and they hit 272 for their career. Well, then you make a card based on that. 
I mean, that's what you need to do. Because yeah. when you look at Roger Marish's card, for example, in this, and it's great that he's in there. He's, you know, he played from 1957 to 68. He's got, you know, when I say this, you know, this is the 1133-66, right? He's got, he goes 141, and then he has a 5 on 22, right? Roger Maris's career was not him having two ones on his card. Mm-hmm. He had a few years where he really did hit Maybe a lot of home runs. Three or four. Maybe three or four. But that is not... Like if you, because, and I've talked about this in the past with APA, I think APA is a great way to learn about Hall of Famers and what was this player like when they played? Well, that is not what Roger Maris was like. No, no offense to Roger Maris, but like we were talking about the Brooks Robinson card. Brooks Robinson goes four, six, one. He has a one on 66. Brooks Robinson had a few years where he hit some home runs, but his overall card would not look like that. You can give him the third baseman six if you want, because the impression is he was a great fielder. I know people kind of fade when they get towards the end of their career, but that is not what Brooks Robinson was. Um, so yeah. I, I think that that is probably what your problem was. And what yeah. I think, I mean, would you consider these kind of a flop? I would think that maybe didn't sell as much as they maybe wanted them to, you know? Um, right. But I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I guess we'd have to ask somebody <laughs> in the know about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that, like, for example, Brooks Robinson, he played in an era when it was tough to be a hitter. It was hard to be a hitter. If he played yep. in the more in the in the seventies and eighties, he would have had a little bit better numbers. That's the way it goes, you know. Cap Anson played in a time when people didn't ho- hit home runs, but Cap Anson didn't hit home runs, so he's not supposed to do that, you know. So I, I just want a card that, in some way or another, is quantitative in the way it represents the player, and I I just don't know. Now, uh, you know, I I had heard people trying to ask. Um, about wh- how they figured out these cards, and I never heard a very good answer. Um, and so maybe that was part of the problem. If people understood how they came up with, you know, what they did here, then maybe um, they would like it more. I know there's some guys who do like it. I see, like, on Facebook, um, the app of pages and different things that people have this set, and they play different things with it, and they like it, which is fine. But, um, like, if I was going to play the an all-time great series, like, let's say, you know, the Tigers and the Yankees or something – I would want the cards I'm using to represent something like their whole career or something like that rather than just kind of, I don't know, maybe maybe it's kind of like a, um, a War 7 kind of thing. That's what they're looking at. I, I don't know. But, but then again, it's never really been explained, so that's part of the problem, you know. Right. Like I went and went to the Apple Card Generator. Uh, Steve's, isn't it? Steve's Apple Card Generator. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I crunched numbers and I made some cards um, that I could share on our on our page and stuff but like if you looked at babe ruth like i think babe ruth's career card would be uh a right just not fast but regular outfielder two he would be an a pitcher with an rzz all right and then he would go one four one across 11 66 and then on 22 a five on 44 a six and a 10 on 15 all right that would that would play like what babe ruth was like and seven walks. Yeah. <laughs> seven and, yep. Yep. And seven walks and a few strikeouts here. That would be Babe Ruth. And mm-hmm. you could use him for that. Now, is it a little weird that he'd be a pitcher and all that? Yeah. But he, you know, during his pitching days was phenomenal. So you would have that. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys, but he has control, you know, that sort of thing. Um, if you looked at like uh, Mickey Mantle or, you know, Mickey Mantle didn't have a really high lifetime batting average. It was like 267. 
but he did. He would have on that, you know, he did it, three fives, right? Five, five, one, and a five on 22, and a 10 on 15. And then you're really not getting any other sevens and stuff. You get a lot of eights and nines, right? But six, six 14s. Yeah, but he walks a lot, right? He gets Willie, on base a lot. Willie Mays would have an 11 on 15, and he would go four five five one, right? You know, basically it's what he would have. Um, that would play like what they would have been in the ups and the downs of their career and give mm-hmm. you a feel for what that person, if you were watching that person through their career, what they would be like. You know, like if you were a fan of, like, let's say it was, you know, in our area, Michigan, Al Kaline, what would Al Kaline be like? I, my, my, one of my all time favorite players, of course, is Johnny Bench. And Johnny Bench would be like a five, six, one with a seven on 22. He'd have a 10 on 15 because through the first part of his career, he actually was a pretty decent base stealer. Um, but he doesn't hit for a super high average, but he has tremendous power, right? As a catcher. Mm-hmm. And you'd make him a catcher nine or whatever, right? Um, so, you know, like I think with the speed and the fielding, you have to kind of go with the overall kind of idea, but you could easily make the hitting part of the card reflective of what their average season was like. And that would be fun to deal with because then it could be educational in my yeah. opinion. Well, like for example, I'm just thinking here it, and I haven't seen it. I have no idea what it would be, but if you did the career card of Derek Jeter and Alan Trammell. Mm-hmm. I think they would be very, very similar cards. And Trammell could be a little bit better. He'd probably be a right. shortstop nine where Jeter would be an eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's, you know, all the numbers that get wrapped around, like, oh, this guy had 3,000 hits and this guy had 600 home runs and all that kind of stuff. I think it kind of shows, like, this is the overall kind of player they were. And it also includes, like, their bad years. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. brings them down a little bit. So, yeah, I think that that would be um, – I like that it's grounded in something that you kind of know what it is. Yes. Right, and it would be an interesting way, again, educationally, to compare the players. Now, I know that we're talking the major leagues. It's harder with the Negro Leagues. And like when I've looked at some of the Negro League cards, like Satchel Page is like a B pitcher sometimes on there. I'm like, he shouldn't be. Just make him an A. Like his reputation, I know you don't have the same thing. Make him an A pitcher, please, right? So that we can just have, if Satchel Page is pitching for me, I want him to be an A. Right now, I mean, yeah. I know that it's harder. I mean, you, the Negro League ones are really cool, like because you'll get a guy like Oscar Charleston or something, and he has all sorts of positions he plays and all that sort of thing. But those are going to be harder because, again, that normalized idea that they went with probably has to be something that they work in more with that. And I think that that was maybe influential on how these cards came out. But I just yeah. don't find them all that great. Yeah. Uh, well, I remember the pitching grades were just all over i didn't understand where they were and i think that the pitching is really hard to do the pitching Um, is hard yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the pitching is very difficult to try to figure out how you're going to how you're going to grade guys because you can't give everybody an a you know right i mean it's like what they're in the hall of fame so they get an a i mean i don't know right i would say that if you made career cards it's really only works for hitters like Mm -hmm. i don't think it works for pitchers um, the only way you could work with pitchers is if you took the average of their, of so many years, right? Like they're, you know, you do that with a lot of saber ma- metrics where you're able to kind of average out like your best seven years or something like that. And you could do that, but, um, it would be hard to be an A all the time. Well, you know, yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to almost do it over their whole career. What was the average earned run average during their time? And then kind of base it off of that. I, I, I don't know. It'd be trickier. No doubt it's right. trickier. And, and I could appreciate that. 
you know, that part. It's when you see some of these hitter, hitter cards that you're just really baffled by what that is. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. You know, it's still fun. I and mean, We're not trying to be mean or anything. Um, but it, it just wasn't quite what you hoped for, right? No. Yeah, it was um, a bit disappointing. I, I would love to yeah. play with some cards where I'm playing with younger people or people that are learning more about the game. And they get a feel for what a player was like based on their career card. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be... That would be fun, right? Yes. And in you or a still... tournament with those kind of t- players too, or like a league, you know, something right. like that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So you know, because you know, if they had really good years and really bad years, then it should average out. That's the idea, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're a career three forty two hitter like Babe Ruth, right, um, your card's gonna be better. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you had some of the best individual seasons of all time, but you're also your career card should be there, you know. Um, so, you know, it just depends. And if you played forever, you know, um, and got over 4,000 hits like Pete Rose, but your career card's not going to look as good as the career card of Ty Cobb. Right. And, yeah. and that's the idea. And, you know, I made a Ty Cobb career card and there's a couple ways it could go, but, but basically, I mean, he would have th- four zeros, two 11s and, um, a seven, right. Basically that's what he would have. Along with, you know, some walks and stuff. He also would have, you know, all the eights and nines and so forth. And it would be a really good card, you know. Um, So, you know, I mean, that's kind of the idea. I mean, he'd hit about, I don't know, hopefully 370 for you. (laughs) That's the idea. Yep, yep, yep. Um, So, anyway, interesting thing. That's kind of our thing. We're we're looking forward to... uh... You and I have um, been playing quite a bit of Appa. I actually had placed an order um, for um, the 1970 Reds. You know, I got a, yep. you know, those cards uh, through an eBay order, and th- that was fun. And for a tournament that we're hoping to still go to, Chicago Land, um, in a few months. So that's you know far enough out. First part of August, but I guess you know you never know about anything anymore, right? Everything's kind of week to week, right? And we had done the draft for that tournament. For the 70 Reds, I had done for our previous tournament that we had here in uh, the Greater Michigan Appa Tournament in Jackson uh, for next year. And I just wanted to acquire that. I just want to – Johnny Bench was one of my favorite players playing up. He, that was probably his best year ever. And I thought it would be a fun team to play with. Um, so they can be competitive. Though I've been playing with them a lot on Appa Go and a few dice roll manual games, and I I lose with them all the time. Like, I just cannot roll for them. Um, My 1957 Milwaukee Braves just keeps kicking their butt most of the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you picked the 57 Braves for the What's, Great Michigan. I really like that team. Yeah, and I that's a nice roll team. as well as I do. Yeah, they are. They're, yeah. You know, um, no, not perfect, but they're a nice team. They can hit, for sure. And then on the flip so. side, we both got to eventually pick a team for the Chicagoland Tournament. And I picked the 2001 Seattle Mariners with the 40th pick out of 48. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that they were available was amazing to me. They're a solid team. And um, your nemesis now is Mark McLemore um, oh on Abigail, who basically um, is in scoring position almost probably two out of every three times he's up. Ricky right? Lou. Ricky yeah. Lou McLemore. Because he steals at least one base a game. I mean, he would steal like 175 bases. And, and probably hit 
35 home runs as well. He's got probably a 780 on base percentage against me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's been he's been playing really well. He's been the table setter. That's definitely what he's been. I, I yeah. hope in the actual tournament he would actually do that. But it's been fun. It's been almost. It's been a joke. You know how you can chat it on Epigo. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, mean. I said, I said yesterday, if I could throw at his head, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. He, I just hate him. I mean, if yeah. it's Ichiro that's eating me up, fine. He's a Hall of Famer to be, you know. But come on, Mark McLemore. Right. Uh, and he's been killing it, too. And actually, Ichiro is doing all right, but he strikes oh, out yeah. a lot he's, more than yeah, he, he should. You know, like, I keep rolling strikeout numbers for him online, um, which I'm like, geez, I mean, he's striking out like he's uh, Rob Deere or something. Or I don't mean, like, what? what is this? You know, um, I'm trying to go old school with a strikeout guy. You know, nowadays you could say anybody for strikeouts, you know, yes, pretty exactly. much. But, um, so, yeah, so that's been fun, and we've been playing with those. Um, we successfully put together a very small Apago tournament and mm-hmm. actually got... I mean, we went, okay, you and I, let's get two more people, random people. And we did get some people that actually committed to it. You and I, of course, can always play the games. Um, and we had one guy, Wayne, who um, played us both. And uh, that was cool. Beat us both. <laughs> Beat us both. Yeah, I rolled like crap. Um, so I, but... And then you, you got to play our other guy. Who had the uh, 79 Pirates. Yes, I beat him 6 nothing. So he just needs to play you and Wayne. Yeah. Um, but Wayne's he's not... got the, is it the 15 Blue Jays? Yes, 15 Blue Jays. And he was yeah. just ripping home runs against me. Yeah. I mean, he's just rolling home run numbers. If I rolled home run numbers, I'd get him too. But you know how it goes. Um, yeah. And so that there are, you know, as we've done a little bit more with Apigo, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I... Um, wish there was a way to have a little inbox on Apago. Yes, you got to be able to communicate with the other people. I know we live in a society now where that's not always the best thing, but there's got to be a way to like direct message somebody or especially somebody in the tournament. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like there's got to be a tournament message board so you could say, hey, I'm available between at this time. I can do this. Hey, wh- when are you available? Boom, boom, you know, or at least something like that. They got to put – I know they can do that. Yeah. They got to be able to do that. That is that is a problem where mm-hmm. um, that is something I'd like to see them fix um, because the tournament stuff could be so much better. It's so limited right now yeah and um if you just could have a little bit of communication on game times and stuff that would be because now it's like i played the this other dude the 79 pirates guy because i i just happened to be i, I was i just logged on i'm just gonna log on and hope this guy shows up and he right. did and then i had to send a message to him in the general message board like dude i'm in the game okay come join me and he luckily did and i played him um, but you weren't so lucky. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, he and, like left. Right, he you left, know? and then I got met. I got like challenged by somebody else. And at first, I thought, "Oh, this is my thing." And then I get in the game, and it's not the right game. And I it had a great game, a real close game. Um, but I was like, "Oh crap!" You know, maybe I could have played him. And, and then the guy was gone. Yeah. And then he was, he was gone. There. He was there, and then he was gone. So that's frustrating. And yeah. well, I see these people that put together like 
a 16-team single elimination tournament. One, I, it's really hard to fill that. And if you do, it's going to be a year before you finish that tournament. You know? Yeah. I mean, it... it and part of it is the communication aspect yes, of it. Yes, that's you've the main got, You've reason. got to be – maybe there's a, a thing where it works into that. I mean, I have a couple ideas, but that's something that, especially in this coronavirus age, would be really fun to do, mm-hmm. Or, but, you, but it's not set up to do that. The other thing that I really wish they would fix is the ability to toggle between home and visitor. Yeah. Uh, like if you challenge you somebody, yeah. yeah, and when you challenge somebody, I, I'll cha- you know, like I'll challenge and be the visitor if I need to, you know, or whatever. If you want to yeah. do it, it's just like because then it just adds another layer of um, who's challenging what, and then and, and the fact that you can't really communicate with somebody unless you're in the game chatting makes it makes it difficult, you know. Like you yeah. and I can text each other, right? But we because, do it all the time. We play Epigo all the time and do that. Yeah, but other people like these other people. The only time you communicate with them is either chatting in the game or through the message through the, board. Through the general everybody that's on the AppaGo website message board. Right. I think <laughs> what know? they could do, what would work, you know, because a lot of times people will put your handle, you know, your username in the message. But what would be good would be is if you tag somebody in the message. It um, flags like you get a little like number one, you you got a message or something up in the top corner by your profile Mm -hmm. or something that would say you, somebody's been trying to say something to you. There's a message that's there. And maybe that copy of that message would show up there too, because otherwise you've got to scroll through those to see if somebody five hours ago said something to you. Yeah. Um, So, and I, I know maybe it's, or you can just, you can just like have favorites or something of people you play with right? and then they will send you a message or something like that. Right. You could do that too, where if you're friends with them or something, kind of a social messaging sort of thing. But if you are, then you can toggle on or off whether or not you want communications with people or not. There's ways you could do it safely and make it more effective. And then if you're able to do that, like what I would really like to see in the tournament thing is to have a tournament manager who can have people sign up for the tournament. And then like, you know, like we go to these in-person tournaments, they can say, okay, this is when we need to do our tournament or play these games and da da da. Right. And they could Mm -hmm. send a message to all the people who signed up for the tournament that you created. Um, That would be great. I I would love that. You know, yes, it would. But well, right now it's just like you're at a tournament, you're at Chicago land and you're in a big room and you you just get your stuff and you just wander around the room and hope you run into the right guy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like what we're doing. Actually, actually, it's like you hope they're in the room at the right time, too. It's actually the right date. (laughs) I, I think even more than that, Kevin, I think it's you're in the city or the greater Chicago area and you're trying to find. The person you're playing, they might be at any particular hotel in the greater Chicago area. Good luck. You know what I mean? I mean, like you have no idea like where they're at or anything. And and so, I mean, unless you have specific friends that you're doing, like they could do the thing for the tournaments. 
they could also do a thing where this could work and help out with leagues. I would love to play like a league. Oh yeah, but but similar like, types of stuff for leagues. Yes, and some guys it, have tried that, but that seems very very. I mean, you gotta know the guys. You 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 can't right. just like randomly get guys. Like it have to be like you and me and people that we know, like friends that we have, so we could communicate. Because I don't. There's no way it would take you forever. Right, yeah. and that's why I think there's. I'd love it. to jo- join an Apple Go League. That would be awesome. I would love to too, but not in the current way that it is. And and you know, I've been. I said to you a couple times in text and chat room stuff. You know, like I'm thinking about you know maybe buying a little bit, a few more teams. I like a few more teams. I got a lot more time. I like you know I'm getting tired of playing with some of the same teams that I've bought and stuff like that. But I I think twice about it because. I'm not sure like how easy it is to use them. Like if I knew I was using a team or a season or something in a league or for a tournament, I'd be more like, I think they could sell more if they made the communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, you're kind of like, how easy am I going to do to make this? And you know, that sort of thing. You know, if you could schedule an appointment or something, there's so many ways that you maybe could do it. I don't know what type of budget they have. Schedule games. Yes. If you could schedule a game and both people agree, like we're going to play at eight o'clock on Tuesday, boom. And then you're like, you know, if there's a way to do that, there's so many things they can do. Right. You know, I'm not scheduling window grammar. Yeah. Yeah, or something between this time and that time, like within an hour time or half hour or something like that. The big thing, too, and, you know, if John Hershen hears this or any of the Apago guys that run that mm-hmm. thing and, and make that, you guys have a great product. All right. I really like Apago. I mean, it's fun. That's what we're talking about. But uh-huh. there are some things that can make it really, really take off. Um, right. And these are the things we're talking about. We're not like I know it maybe sounds like we're critical. Um, we're just trying to be you know, constructive criticism here. That's all it is because we really like it. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I'm going away from it. I, I really have a lot of fun, especially being cooped up at my house, man. I've been playing a lot of Apago lately. So. A lot, yeah. I mean, and I, 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 but I keep thinking about things I would like to make it even better. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. is a great experience. I totally agree. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, there's just a few things I wish they could do. And I don't want to bust their budget. I don't know how much, um, you're right. Like, I don't know who is you know putting i mean they it's a nice they do a good job whoever does it is very professional but i'm imagining there's a few things you could do and i think in the long run the time you put into it could actually sell more product which is what they're about they're mm-hmm. a company oh yeah you know oh yeah yeah you gotta so, make some money i would well be that's more... the thing too and we always talk about appa and everybody and you hear the people really in appa okay yeah you want to play appa baseball appa football appa hockey appa golf whatever it is you like Apple soccer and you want to win or do all this stuff and you like that but it's about the community thing i mean like you and i play Apple go because it's fun we trying to win the games it's fun to see you know what our teams do but it's fun to and we we chat all the time through that thing you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah we're always saying something so it is always about the community the tournaments that we go to it's about the community stuff those are the things you have control over so if they make it more about a community on Apple go it's going to do so much better because that's that's what people want, you know. Right. I would love to be able to run a cool tournament, you know, sponsored by our podcast, Double Take, or or something like that. Uh, there is, but it's really like it's such a pain to try to to do it right now. And I'm hoping that some maybe somebody could hear us and make a few adjustments to things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the meantime, I'll still have fun playing it. 
Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that's why, like, I mean, I'm like, you know what would be really cool after the Chicago land? Not that everybody needs to play each other, but, like, if you have all those teams and, you know, because it's three bucks to buy a team, right? And so, yep. you know, whenever we get into a tournament, we buy the team for three bucks. You see the cards, you know, some most of the time are the same cards unless you have some really old ones. Um, you see the a few up to date version of them, right? That's what they are. You can play with them. You can set up lineups, play with that, figure out how you want to move your pitchers in and out. Um, all those sorts of things kind of, um, get a feel for managing the team. So like, what's cool is if you can play other teams that are like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you could all be learning together while having the fun and enjoyment of playing APA baseball. So well, we have developed our lineups for our last several face-to-face tournaments that we've been in through Apago. And I, I mean, I finished second and then like did very well in the last two tournaments that um, mm-hmm. I've been in. And I, is some of this because of the Apago stuff, man? I mean, I got the best lineup out there. Of course, you got to roll some good numbers. We all know right. that. But uh, I know I've got a good lineup out there. I know what I'm doing with everything. I'm comfortable with that because I got it all figured out. It's like you, It's like spring training. Right. Well, and you and I, like when we first start playing with those, we get excited. Okay, let's play a three-game series or four-game series, depending on how many starting pitchers. We'll roll roll through our guys. We want to win, but it's more like, okay, you know, like we'll make suggestions. You should move this guy ahead of this guy because you can have better hit-and-run opportunities with him. And this guy might be better here, you know, that sort of thing, you know, um, where you kind of see that, but then there's other times you don't. And if you're getting some honest kind of reflection from somebody else— um, mm-hmm. that's always helpful too. At least we help each other and, and do yeah. that. But, you know, if you could do a mini tournament, you know, get like, maybe there's a handful of guys that are going, going to a tournament that want to play with their team a little bit. Well, you know, if you had a nice way of doing it on Ampa Go for tournaments, you could put together a little tournament just for fun, just so you can all kind of do a little, you know, practicing with it and oh, yeah. have fun with it. So... Yeah, so those are some of the suggestions. Uh, speaking of tournaments, we um, didn't, we haven't talked since um, our last, you know, in-person tournament that we had in Jackson, Michigan, uh, the Greater Michigan APA tournament. And you, my, I played with the 1930 um, Giants, went four and four, um, did not roll timely and well, um, and just you know, I mean, it wasn't horrible, um, but it wasn't great. They um, you know, like whenever you um, don't do really well in a tournament, your uh, issues with your team present themselves. And mine was pitching all along. And my lack of depth and quality of pitching definitely hurt me in late inning close games. Um, I had I had trouble um, basically, you know, with that. And so mine's not really a great story. I mean, I had some guys I hit pretty well, but I had guys that just got hit hard or walked a lot of guys and, you know, and just, you know, some of the luck didn't work out either, but you know, it was still a fun tournament and I was, I, I enjoyed going there and I definitely was already planning on coming to the next one next March. Um, but you had a good role and why don't you, yes. um, kind of talk about kind of summarize that a little bit. Well, first I just want to mention, I played with that same thirties New York giants team. Of course, here in Grand Rapids, but I was able, we're able to add a dead ball player, dead ball era. And if you recall, I, I had Smokey Joe Wood, who played outfield for me and was, you know, like a 300 hitter and hit well. And also, you know, an AB XYZ or whatever. Which would have been really nice to have. Which was awesome to have. And I 
came in second. I lost in the championship. So, and, and I rolled pretty well for that team, but that extra pitcher, that one extra pitcher made a big difference. Now I'm not saying that you couldn't, you know, roll really well and, and, and have a little bit better luck and win. You, you could, but, um, you know, not having Z's man, that just kills you. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I had the 2011 Texas Rangers, um, at the tournament here in Jackson, Michigan. And, um, I ended up finishing, um, uh, eight and eight, no, seven and one in my division. I had the best record. I mean, I had, I, I beat the 64 Orioles seven, one, then we had, I had to play them twice and I lost to them six, two. And then I beat the 16 Boston, 2016 Boston Red Sox seven, three, then I beat the 2013 Boston Red Sox 4-3. Then I played the 87 Mets, beat them 6-3. Then I played the 77 White Sox, beat them 3-2. Then I played the 2013 Pittsburgh Pirates, beat them 3-1. And then I played the 2018 LA Dodgers and beat them 7-3. The playoffs, the way things worked out, and it was kind of a funky situation there, which some people probably read about in the, um, you know, the APA. Uh, game company emails and stuff. Um, three teams from my division made the playoffs. I mean, our division was all set. So I played the 64 Orioles again, beat them 6-3. But then that 2013 Pirates team is a pretty dang good team. It has some really good pitching and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, the numbers weren't quite with me. ended up losing them 6-3 and, and like in the final four. Um, but, you know, I, I really like this Rangers team. I mean, they their pitching is solid. You know, they got B starters and stuff. But once you get to the fifth inning, you can run an A reliever out there the rest of the game, and you got actually an extra one. You got four A relievers. So that's, you know, I found that to be huge. When you can put those guys out there and slow people down and make them really real good numbers, which is what happened to me in the in my the game I lost, right. the last game I lost. But, hey, you know, somebody's got to roll 66s and 33s and 11s to beat you. You're not getting beat by, like, you know, 25-9, you know, and all this other garbage, you know, stuff like that. Right. So, right. I mean, I think I, I, I lost th- fair and square, you know. That's mm-hmm. just the way it went, you know. So I think she rolled a lot of 33s, actually, when I was watching, you know, like a lot of, you know, uh, zeros and getting into the second column. and um, But that, you know, if you lose that way, that's all right. It's, yeah. I, I mean, I my mean, team I, only hit 228 as a team, but the thing is I hit 20 home runs because they have a lot of power. And, and to me, it's like, Good starting pitching with Z's, A relievers, be able to hit a bunch of home runs. If you can do that, even if you, I mean, I didn't, obviously I only hit 228. I didn't roll that great, but I rolled well enough to hit home right. runs, you know? So, I mean, I had like, you know, I had Ian Kinsler hitting 351 for me with six dingers, you know, because he's got a 66 one. So I kept rolling for him and boom. Right. And that's the, that's the thing, too. Like, when you're looking at teams in a tournament, I know other people know this, but, you know, just a little advice. I mean, those nines and eights, you almost got to toss them out. I mean, they don't do you any good. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. the people that have sevens, tens, elevens, and, of course, you know, all the ones through, you know, um, sixes, you know, all those numbers. Those are the things. Zeros, of course, will help, but if they got, you know, whenever you have that person with a zero, you know you're going to roll that 65 eight. Or something like that, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, when you get double digit numbers, you want to cash in because normally you're facing good pitching, you know, mm-hmm. and so your your averages are going to go down, um, so it makes it a lot tougher. And of course, you know, guys walk more and stuff, so yeah. having Z's may make a difference, and A pitchers make a huge diff. You know? Well, I think a team that walks a lot, like your 
2001 Mariners team that I've discovered in Epigo. They walk a ton. You know, yeah. they just have a lot of guys that have a lot of 14s. And that's huge, man. That's just, especially if somebody doesn't have a Z, it's just like single, single, you know, mm-hmm. just moving guys up. That's what it's like. And then all of a sudden you roll a good number, boom, 33, you got two, three runs. You know? Yep. yep. <laughs> they like, hit a, they clear the bases with a double. Because you don't you get know. like, you don't get that many hits with them. You just have guys on base all the time, you yep. know, and then, then you finally get a hit. Then you're in business. You know, that's yep. what it's got to be. And my, uh, this 11 Rangers team, I, you know, they, they get on base a decent amount. But, man, I, you roll a good number, you're going to be scoring. <laughs> right. You know? And that's what and, you need. And that's you what know? you want. Yeah, you want, when you roll, especially, you know, one of the big three, the 11, 33, 66, you really want to cash in. Um, and, you know, that, uh, you know, so a single column that does something really makes it better. Because, you know, it seems like you always get in those ruts. But you had a you had a fun tournament there. and um, Yeah, and that I was- mean, you know, again, I've come in uh, second three times in tournaments. Maybe some, I'm, I'm sure at some point I win one. I mean, that's not always the big thing, but, you know, it'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be I mean, fun. It doesn't mean anything in the end, but, man, you know, you, you spend all day there, you want to win the dang thing. <laughs> Yeah. But that's the way it goes. So, So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to another one in Chicagoland and stuff. And um, it was fun seeing who some people pick. Of course, a lot of guys are from the Illinois area. And so they'll pick like a random Cubs team or something. And it's like, what? You know, and I think there's an inside joke that we don't know about right now or something. But um, but that was, you know, that that looks like it'll be a good experience and hopefully mm-hmm. everything kind of gets um worked out and around the country as far as you know illness and so forth so that we can get back to things fun like that you know um so the other thing that i did and i kind of um i had um back um in the 2012 season i we bought the 2012 cards my uh, my my oldest son and i um obviously a while back now and got um you know, a smaller game booklet, but that game booklet that came out right then was not the 2013 edition that I think is the most recent one that everyone uses in tournaments, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's got a couple different things on it, and it's a little smaller, too. So I was, like, talking to you, and I was like, I'd like to get, you know, a new book, you know, uh, the the real one, you know? So, you know, it's 20 bucks to buy one, and uh, and you got to pay for the shipping and all that, but so I decided to bite the bullet and and do that. And really, it was just better just to do it where they sent you the four, uh, kind of the final four, uh, twenty nineteen teams um, from this you know last year. So it's like Houston, and the Yankees, and St. Louis, and uh, who's the other team? Um, the Washington Nationals. Oh, the Nationals. Yeah, you know, they won the World Series. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> kind of think there. And so, you know, I don't have those teams because, I, you know, I'm not like you. I don't buy the season every year. Um, so um, so I got that in the mail um, a couple days ago. And when we're in our lockdown here and all, everything or quarantines or whatever you want to – I mean, where I'm not. Nobody in my house is sick. But we're trying to do what we're supposed to do here. And so I got the kind of the nice Apple box with this stuff. And that was kind of, that was fun, you know, kind of reminiscent of we used to back in the 80s get, um, you know, seasons starting with 1984, um, mm-hmm. you know, almost every year through the 80s. Um, and that was fun. It was so exciting, you know, when it would come. And of course, nowadays it's different because you get a tracking number and I know yeah, where it's at. Know. 
you know, but you know, we didn't know when it was coming and, um, yeah. and it's still kind of, uh, kind of the little kid in you, um, kind of getting that when stuff. you see so the I, box and it's got the Apple return label on it and you're like, Sweet. yeah, yeah. And you see people <laughs> post that on the Facebook pages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that they realize at the company how that little sticker means more than what they might, maybe they, they probably realize that, but I hope they yeah, realize, I think so. you know, that that is, uh, it's iconic in, in certain people's kind of, um, you know, because there's even like when we were playing in the, uh, Jackson, you know, greater Michigan tournament, um, when pastor rich would talk about, you know, just being a kid, you know, like at the beginning, and that's really what you're doing. It's just kind of remembering playing games and stuff. And I mean, yeah, you're an adult and you might be in your thirties, forties, fifties or older and doing that, but you know, you're just trying to, just trying to just kind of have fun playing it and, you know, managing the teams and, and enjoying what you did when you first got that experience. So it was cool getting that. I snapped a couple photos, you know, I, I can share them on our, um, on our social media, um, yep. you know, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, and people can see them, but you know, it's, it's not that big a deal, but, um, but it's fun, you know, it's cool. And, um, I don't know. I, mean, I know you were really excited when you got your, uh, latest, uh, you know, 2019 season in the mail. Yeah. It's fun to get it and, it's, and you, you know, sort them all out and you're looking at all everything and discovering, you know, the interesting cards and, you know, obviously the guys that had big years and, and what their card looks like. You know, the thing is like, even now, like if I'm, you know, I, I do my league, which we started and I've been doing all right with that i'm a couple games over 500 but sometimes like i won't have a particular player in the envelope for said team so i gotta go down to my basement and i go to where my 2019 cards are and i find the team and i pull the guy out and i got him in my hand and i walk back upstairs and i on two or three occasions this happened to me the other day and i thought about it i'm like i feel like i just have this dude in my hand and it's like his card like just so represents like this guy you know it was just Mm. like a picture i think it was like Kevin McCarthy or something, you know, he's like a C reliever. And so this guy uses this guy and I didn't have him in there. I'm like, where's McCarthy, man? Okay. What team do you play for? Okay. Go down and get him. And it's like, there he is. You know, it's like, it's so weird, but I, I know other guys think that too. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you hold, like if you hold like, you know, Rogers Hornsby's card in your hand, it's like, there's something there. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of strange. Um, well, we've but talked that's about the cool thing about it. You know, we've talked about how um, if you grew up playing Appa or got into it, like a lot of people have, you visualize a player based on their card. Like if you think of a power hitter, you're like, oh, that that type of season. You know, he's got a, a one on eleven and sixty six. You know, or something. Um, or you think, oh, he's a good fielder. You know, he's a good fielding third baseman. Is he a five or a six? You know, is mm-hmm. he a nine or a ten at short? You know, that sort of thing. Or he's a really good fielding outfielder. He's probably a three, you know, or something like that. Um, like, you know, so like you, you think of that. Um, and um, <laughs> but I was just saying, like, you and I are probably you and I are on every day right now on Appa Go. And um, if there's anybody out there that wants to challenge us to um, something, you're K Weber. K-W-E-B-E-R. I'm actually Kirk Weber. That's that's mine. Um, so if you see us on there um, f- or you want to send a message and say, hey, you know, I, you know, like to challenge you or something, you know, feel, whatever way you can communicate with us, do that. Or you can always uh, go to um, 
at Double Take Cast on you know Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and let us know, and we'll uh, we'll try to hook up uh, with you know playing you in something. I've been kind of debating trying to get a few other teams to play with. Maybe we should. Um, I mean, we're not buying the 1979 season, but see, like if I paid 20 bucks for the month and I had access to all the teams, then I could play with those teams if I want. Yeah, you, you know? could play with the uh, you know 27 Yanks or the 31 Phillies or, or A's, I mean. Right. Uh, maybe, or whatever you want to do. You know, you can I, I just don't know. Like, I mean, I'm assuming I can cancel, you know, like, I, I don't always yeah. have time every time, but like, I wouldn't mind having a month for 20 bucks. And then I could see all these cards, you know, yeah. like, like, well, like, like, I played, like, um, who was it? Somebody had, uh, the, well, the 56 Dodgers I played today. Uh-huh. somebody and i don't have that team i mean i have a lot of hard copy teams but i don't have the 56 and i'm like oh okay very interesting i'm sitting there staring at the cards all the time that's kind of fun you know right so i think that um i think that would be fun um so i'm thinking pretty much i might do that pretty soon but we'll see but um, the great teams of the past season thing there is fun right. too you know yeah i mean you wouldn't want to well the, you you've got the oh one mariners i think they're in like three or four or whatever they they're are, in so. the first one i think oh they yeah. are in the first one mm-hmm. okay. yeah with uh our 84 tigers 75 reds um they're all they're all in that one you know they kind of mix it up in in those ones yeah but i, I kind of like how they do that it's nice yeah but um so yeah, I'd get some repeat, you know, like in some of those, like you could, you could get those, but like, I, I would think it would be fun to be able to just go and play with some weird year of some team and just kind of look at it and see, I wouldn't mind going and playing around with the 1987 Cincinnati Reds because I remember that, um, Eric Davis card where he hit like 37 oh, home yeah. runs and he stole yeah, like 50, 50 bases. Right. So he had yeah. like, you know, one, one, five, six or something. And he had like an, a couple elevens, but then he had all these 14 stars, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. on there. So, um, well, I, he would be I, interesting. The things you could do if you did that in the month, if you wanted to, cause you've got, you've got the, um, collections thing and the lamp, you got the two other $10 add-ons on there or not. I have the collections. What's the other one? I don't know if I have that one. Uh, uh, it's where you can do unlimited um, lineups and all oh, kinds of stuff. Oh, I don't have that one yet. Yeah, yeah, that one's like ten bucks. So that, I've got right. that one. That's nice. You can, you can. Well, if you were gonna do like a season or any kind of big thing, and you wanted multiple lineups, and I have to redo the lineup every freaking time, mm-hmm. you can have as many as you want. But the other one, the one with the stats, is more important. But like, you could do like the fifty-one Bobby Thompson game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You could replay mm-hmm. that stuff. You could get the night. You know, because like I have the nineteen oh eight real set but you could do that and try to replay that last part of the american league pennant race with the Mm -hmm. teams and see like what happens or you know you could you know those little mini things i mean it's not that you necessarily want to like do a whole season which you you could do i guess right um, or do one for like a team like if you want to replay the 84 tigers or 68 you could do it on there you just have to you know look up the boxer that's what i do and just you could play all those games out and and, and it would keep all the stats for you which would be sweet you know right you could do that yeah, and and I'm thinking if I use it enough, I there, I would wouldn't mind owning certain ones, but then I could kind of see which ones yeah I really like or not, you know, um, and then you can also go back to some of the stuff that you remember when you were a kid, and play around with them, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, I'm thinking about it. We'll see, you know, especially if we get extended even further on this uh, break or something. Um, it's, it's fun to play around with and it's quick, you know. 
topic in this segment is going to be Apago related. Now, in our last episode, we talked about some things that we thought would be good to improve Apago. We love Apago. We want it to continue. We had some different ideas. And um, we actually, after posting some of our stuff, got some feedback from Apa from the Apago official, um, you know, Facebook. Um, and and why don't we share that since probably not everybody saw that. And I know, Kevin, you have that up in front of you, I think. Yes, I do. So um, they evidently at least listened to part of our episode 19, which we thank them for that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and they... Uh, uh, gave us a little feedback because in particular talking about the communication and the message board and things like that. So they said, just a reminder that the forum has automatic login, full messaging, uh, direct messaging, and group direct messaging suite with notifications should you wish to have a private conversation or get a message to other players. Bigger leagues and tournaments tend to use email lists as a form of communication. Better integration of communication with tournament functionality is on the list. Good chat. So a very nice um, reply yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and I recalled that I had used or gone onto their form before. It's a tab near the top of the page. It's there. And, and the stuff that's in there, it's, it's pretty good, like exactly the stuff that they said. But it's not very intuitive, would you say? No, and and really, when you look at the top of the of an Apigo website, it says baseball where you play the game, and it says forums where you can go to the forums. They it seems like two different things. I know that it's part of their whole thing, and in their mind, it's the same. But you don't get there's no connection with messages or anything like that with forums while playing Apigo. And yeah. that's that's where um, I think there's a disconnect. It, if I were to get a message, and you can friend people, I don't know if they call it that exactly, but you can. You and I did that and experimented mm-hmm. with it and send messages in the forums. But there's no way of knowing unless you go into the forum that somebody yeah. did that. Even if the forum tab popped up and said you had a message or something, um, somehow there's got to be a way of uh, notifying people. About that. That's what I would wish because uh, yeah. because obviously a lot of other people aren't familiar with that because when you look at the um, the forum the the public forum on the baseball page of Apago, that's where everybody's talking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. they don't quite get that either. They, there's things that people don't get a lot of. One thing I wish people would do is I'll I'll look at it. And I'm just they as at, in the users of Apago. They yes, the users. Thank you. Um, like when people would say something like, I mean, I was just looking at it here. I have an open challenge with the 2015 Cubs, no DH, any takers. And you know, that was like an hour ago. Well, I don't know if somebody took it or not, but I never see anyone post an actual open challenge when you hit play ball. I've done it before. And, and you put your (laughs) team one out of 10 times I can get somebody to take it. Right. Usually it times out. And what I think is that the open challenges either needs to be more prominent so people know that it's there and people would start using it more because that's the way to go. Oh, I want to play with, you know, the 1972 Reds. Great. All right. I post an open challenge. I have no DH, blah, blah, blah. If somebody wants to play me, they jump in. If they don't, great. It should come up on the message board. Open challenge, Kirk Weber, uh, 1972 Reds. And then they could like click on it or something. Right. Yes. If it was like that. But also like... For example, real quick, back to the forum thing. I looked at the forum thing before a long time ago, and then when I got that message, I, I, I 
shared it with you and you're like, are you familiar with it? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. You had never looked at it, had you? I had looked at the forums, but when I go into the forums. But he felt like it's a different webpage because it does I was under this, a different webpage. Yeah, I was know? under this impression that there was some messaging in the app of Go game that I wasn't aware of. I was like, how did I miss this? I'm pretty good at picking up stuff like this. But when you go into Appa, it says Appa Go forums, but under that it has Appa Go on the top. And then it has all the board games, you know, hockey, soccer, all that. Mm-hmm. It has baseball for windows. Tournaments. It has this week yeah. in APA, all these things. It's even though it says APA go forums, it's really APA forums that yeah. most people aren't using because they tend to spend a lot more time on Facebook communicating their APA stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I mean, the forum is a beautiful yeah. forum. Don't it get is me wrong. Well done, yes. Yeah. I mean it it and but it's not utilized. But that seems like a different thing. If I'm playing Appa Go, I don't want to be on the forum. The forum's a different thing. It's like I don't want to be on Facebook if I'm playing Appa Go either. It's right. kind of the same yeah. thing. It's, you know, it, or some other needs, social media. I agree. There needs to be an integration of some sort because And if somebody sends me a message through the forum, it doesn't you know, if I'm on the Appa Go page, then it's not coming there that no. they sent me a message. It, they're not connected to each other. So that, and I know they said it in our feedback here that they're working on that. And I understand, you know, right. But it's, um, yeah. Like when you get, when you get a challenge from someone, it'll give you a message and pop up on your screen. Mm -hmm. Um, so if there's things like that, there could be more things like that, that would be better. That would be a massive improvement. So, you know, that's kind of just, I mean, that's just kind of where we want to go with it. I, I don't think forums is answering what we're talking about. Yeah, I think the forums is for some people a little confusing. Not mm-hmm. that they're confusing in sense, but like, how does this work? You know, um, it, it there needs to be specific communication abilities within the baseball Apago tab. That's what it yes, needs. I agree. And I was thinking too, like other things they could add. You know, they have the different add-ons, like you can do the custom teams, you can do the, um, you know, unlimited number of custom lineups and all that, that, you know, you pay mm-hmm. $10 and you got that. They should have some kind of development. I know this is probably a big ask, but something they could do that might cost $10, like a commissioner's add-on that helps you set up a league better or helps you mm-hmm. set up a tournament better or mm-hmm. something like that. And then you have that ability to integrate things better. I don't know exactly what that is. I'm not a computer programmer, so I, maybe I'm speaking a little out of turn. But something like that that has a lot more of that functionality for those people that want that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think that that that's a great idea. Um, so that it gives you a lot more options in it. You know, different things they could add. You know? Right. And so those are a few ideas. And if anybody has ideas also or you want to come on and talk to us about this and maybe we could work somebody in on this and talk about some of these things we'd love to have any of the appa or appa go people come on and talk to us about it too that'd be awesome i know that they've been on this week in appa before but we'd love to have them yeah and maybe we'll have to reach out and see what we can do but um you can also email us um or uh, leave a voice message through anchor um or communicate with us through all of our social media, Facebook or, or Twitter, um, any of those things, you know, double take cast basically is what it all is. And we also have that in the show notes, um, on this. So you can check it out there too. So sometimes people get sick of you repeating things, but please communicate with us about that. Um, if you're don't want to leave a voice message or get on, we could say listener, you know, Bill said, 
blah, 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 you know, and we could kind of talk about whatever your idea was. So that would mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. Now, um, on another front with Apigo in this segment was just other ways of using Apigo. Now, I've had a lot of fun this last week or so exploring cards. Um, I'm not sure if I would, I don't, I mean, I'm, I have a month subscription for $20 of basically all the cards that are available. It's wonderful. I think everyone should experience that at least one time. Okay. But I can't imagine I'm going to keep doing that. And spend $240 a year to do that. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I, I know. So like now I'd like to have something more permanent. Okay. Um, and there's other things that you could work out with that, but, um, so most people are in a situation where they buy things. You buy a team for three bucks, you buy a season for 20, um, or you buy greatest teams of all time type thing. They have those packages that are there. A lot of options are, I wish they had the Negro leagues, by the way, that would be really Mm -hmm. cool. But you have, you, you know, make some money from your other podcasts, uh, just a little bit, you know, it's very little like 12 bucks or whatever, but you're looking at banking, uh, a few dollars, around 12 and buying four teams on Apico. Yeah. And you were like, what should I buy? And I was like, that's a great question. We should talk about that sort of thing. Like, okay, you're going to buy four teams. What are some options? So I threw out that you should get some variety. You know, you should get a speed team, a power team, a balance team, maybe teams from different decades. Obviously you've gone down the route where you've gotten some of your favorite Tiger teams because you're a Detroit Tigers fan. So like if you're, you know, if you're a Houston Astros fan, you've got the 1980 Astros or something like that, right? Or whatever great Astro team you like. Um, so we came up with some of those ideas and what, so far you've, have you narrowed down at least two of them or where are you at? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty certain that I would like to get the 1961 Tigers. Um, and I've got some other ideas on this too. Um, and I'm thinking about the 1929 Philadelphia Athletics, as one mm-hmm. of my kind of crazy hitting teams and stuff with some solid pitching. These are teams that would do well, like in the, these one-game challenges that we have. You basically need at least one really good starting pitcher. be nice yeah, to like have a good a. reliever. Yep. And you, the team does something well. It hits a lot of home runs, or it hits for a really high average, or it steals a lot of bases. The other team we talked about that I would seriously consider is the um, – the 85 Cardinals. Yes. And we played some stuff. And, you know, like I said, hey, challenge me with 85 Cardinals. Challenge me with the 29 A's, you know. And I got to see those teams and see the cards, and I really like those teams. So I guess if we had 61 Tigers, 85 Cardinals, 29 Phillies, I still have um, – Not Phillies, but Philadelphia. You were saying Philadelphia um, A's, yeah, right? Uh, A's, yeah, right, Philadelphia by the, A's. The 29 Phillies, by the way, are a very uh, interesting team too because yeah. you got Chuck Klein and people like that on there and Lefty um, O'Doul, I think. Um, mm-hmm. those, right around 29-30, wasn't O'Doul hitting like almost 400, 390, yeah, yeah. Something, something crazy like that. And I was thinking about like a 1922 team, like maybe the Browns or the Giants, one of those teams too. But then when I start looking at this stuff – I start, you know, you look at the great teams of the past. The problem with me getting, there's pluses and minuses to buying a great teams of the past. For one, I could buy four teams for $12, or I could spend eight more dollars, so that'd be 20 bucks, and get 20 teams, you know, mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. teams for 20 bucks, or four teams for 12. Well, we know what the better rate is there, all right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, 
for all the great teams of the past, one, two, three, four, and five, I've got some of those teams already that I spent three bucks on. So it's not like you're kind of getting that team again. That's a little annoying, but I can't really avoid that now because mm-hmm. of the way I've done it. So I was thinking of great teams of the past four, um, and mm. that would get me both the 22 Giants teams. It would not get me the 85 Cardinals. It would not get me the 29 Athletics because they're not in there. But it would get me a lot of other really great teams. I could get me the 35 Cubs because I have the 35 Tigers right now, and I could, like, replay the World Series if I wanted to. Um, And, you know, a bunch of other really good teams that are in there as well. Um, So I was thinking that maybe I might do that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not driving a lot. I got some extra gas money around. So maybe... You know, I might be able to throw in that extra eight bucks of gas I didn't buy these past couple weeks and get that. And I try to do it this way because, you know, sometimes you go a little crazy on things. And my um, my the Hammer Umpire podcast does pretty well. And I make a few bucks each week. I mean, I think since I started that in October, I've maybe made a total of like forty five dollars total. Okay, so but, you know, so like, you know, I build up I try because it costs you twenty five cents when you transfer your money from the anchor stuff. And I try to like think, well, what am I going to use this twelve dollars for to make it (laughs) seem worthwhile of me doing it? Well, getting a few more Apago teams is kind of cool. It's like, yeah, I kind of bought myself some Apago teams by putting out my little podcast. You know, that's about all I get out of it. So but that's worthwhile. That's kind of fun. You know, mm-hmm. so I, you know what would be really cool is if they came up with another purchasing option for multiple teams because you know you're buying three bucks a shot, you buy some of these seasons and stuff where you could pick four teams, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of twelve bucks, they say four for ten or something like that. You yeah, know what I mean, if they had that, um, because you know, or if like, they had World Series sets. You yeah. get the, you know, 1946 World Series, instead of it costing you six, it costs five. Right. You just know, like, you like get a, a dollar off. Like okay. you get a little yeah. bit off because you're buying more than one team, right? Yeah. Um, or something. And you're still, I mean, they're still there, you know. So if, if they ever had, that would be cool. I wish they had some all-star teams too. I know yeah, they people, could do all-star teams. They put yeah. them together, you know, like some people will put together their, like yeah, I saw just one do on the custom board. teams. But you got to buy the whole season if you wanted to do that right. Know, right now. Right, yeah. and and some people don't want to spend the time putting it together, but they wouldn't mind having the 1971 All-Star game or something like mm-hmm. that and yeah. play with those cards or something, you know. So well, I guess we had a few other ideas there too, but just a, a little bit where if you want to buy more than one team, you get a little bit of a discount, but you're able to get more. And then, of course, the more teams people have, the more that likely they are to play and the more likely they are to probably get more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it all well, I like to try to match up teams with, like, if somebody picks something, like somebody picked the 75 Reds. Well, I try to pick a team that's in some way similar to them. Like somebody picked them the other day, and I picked the 35 Tigers. And I had a heck of a game with them and ended up winning. But, you know, I figured they're World Series team, World Series team, there you go. You know, have some mm-hmm. good pitchers. So they can hit a little bit. You know, it's like if somebody picks, you know, the – 64 giants who i'm sure are okay but i don't even know what their record is then it's not really fair if you sit there and pick the 27 yankees you know? right yeah so i mean you're you know that's the thing like i was thinking well i could buy the 27 yankees but really how much am i going to play with the 27 yankees because every time you do this like oh it's that guy that always picks the 27 yankees. right you know? yeah you know? the other the other thing i wish they would do is have a and in, in, integrate this into challenge modes and stuff is a series game mode 
Oh, where, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like um, like a three game series, a five game or a seven. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a commitment, but like, you you know, you go, OK, let's play, you know, you, you can toggle to different numbers, you know, of games. And and then maybe um, maybe it's real basic where you're just playing those games or maybe it's something where you can set up um, the, the pitching rotation. Um, that yeah. would be even better if you were doing some of your own kind of um, against the computer, you know, the A.I., where you could have a different pitcher each time. I mean, the AI, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't understand. Like, some of the guys that are sitting on the bench that should be playing, uh, yeah. sometimes they pick, like, a D starting pitcher, and you're like, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or they bring in, you know, like, it's like, okay, they're playing with the 86 Mets, and Gooden starts, and then Darling comes in in relief or something. Right. It's like, yeah. okay, whatever. You yeah, know? it's like, oh, look, Drysdale just started. Oh, Koufax is finishing the game. Great. Yeah, um, exactly. That's yeah. how it works. You know, like I had Steve Carlton finishing the game against me and what, something, you know. And I know he pitched a little relief in the late 60s, but, you know, he's starting pitcher. Um, so that sort of thing, yeah. Uh, I, you know, of course, um, having more than one AI might be good, but I don't know how hard that is. I, that's a, that's probably way down the list. But, yeah. Yeah, these but other a few other game modes would be would be nice but so you you know so you're seriously thinking about not going with four now and just uh switching over to uh yeah well you know i, I ran it by my wife right and she's like well you know you could have just bought that i was telling her yeah i'm saving up my money from my my podcast i'm gonna buy some teams there she's like well you know we got some gas you could have just bought them it's no big deal i'm thinking okay then i can <laughs> i can say well i'm using the 12 here and then the other eight i'm just gonna get that and i get 20 teams of I mean, I guess 16 more teams. Now, like one of them I have already. I forget what team it is uh, having that. But it's like I get an extra 15 teams. I yeah. mean, I, that's – I think yeah. I would like to go that way, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, And I love – I mean, they are yeah. great teams. What would be nice is if you could uh, be able to custom make your great teams, you know, or something. You know, I mean, it yeah. just be – and I know that's a little different because they package things like – Like an that. a la carte kind of thing where right. you can, like, say, okay, right. well, you can pick any 10 teams you want for for whatever, you know, right. how, many, how I mean, much Normally that would be yeah. 30 bucks, so let's say it's 25 or something, you know, yeah. or something. If I don't you know. If you go that way, yeah. You know, but just another option. Anyway, still having fun with Epigo. If there's anybody out there that sees me, I'm Kirk Weber, just all – all together when I'm on Apago and I kind of plug in and out all throughout the day and see what's going on. Um, somebody could challenge me and, uh, up and through, um, basically April, I think 14th of 2020 here, I have every team. So if you want to play against a certain team, let me know and I'll play with them. You might have to give me a minute. I've never played with them so I can put together a lineup, but, um, you know, I would be glad to, you know, like, I mean, you know, you've obviously done this, you know, where you're like, hey, mm-hmm. play with Yeah, this. it's fun. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm just trying to pull out, like, there's a team that I, uh, next time you might challenge me, and if you have nothing particular, I set up a lineup for um, the 82 Braves. You know how when we used to live in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, we watched some of the Braves down on TBS with Horner and Murphy and um, Chris Chambliss playing first base and all those guys, yep. right? And um, so I was like, eh. I'm going to play with this team. And they had, I think, Claudale Washington on that team. Yeah. They had a lot, quite a bit of speed. So, Probably Bob uh, Walk. Bob Walk, uh, right? I think he was one of the, uh, yeah, one of the pitchers. <laughs> but actually, their ace, their, the problem is they had no pitching. They had one B starter, and it was uh, Necro. I think Phil Necro. Mm. Um, B with a Y. You know, that was it. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, if somebody sees me on there, feel free to, or, you know, shoot me a message or something and message you through the forum right now. I guess you could do that too, right? Yeah, they, they <laughs> could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can then, friend either of us through the form if you want and let us know what you're thinking there too, I guess. You know, we'll be happy right. to play with you. My uh, username is K Weber if I'm on there. So, yeah. And, and if we could ever get enough interest, we would gladly help with a tournament on there. But it's just, um, it's just hard. I see the same tournaments listed there and there's like one person, like the person that set it up, signed up, you mm-hmm. know. So that's a little rough. Um, all right. So that was our Appa Talk was featured more on Appa Go, but uh, it's still Appa. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about collecting Appa cards, but the first thing I want to ask you, Kevin, since you um, mentioned earlier in the show that you placed your order for your new set of Appa cards for baseball. Yes. Um, how that experience went. I know there's been some changes. They're not doing phone orders anymore. Um, I think there's some old time Appa card collecting people that that's how they always did it. I mean, I remember in the, in the day you used to also like fill out a thing, you know, <laughs> um, in the, you know, in a magazine oh, a and flyer thing, yeah, flyer yeah. and send it in. And remember how like you could also like, they would send you a card I think like one card or something like that yes. like, as an example, yeah. Um, yeah. which was kind of funny. Um, but how would, you know, you did it online. I assume it was pretty seamless for uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, the last couple of years has been the same uh, basic process and they've changed it around because, well, let's put it this way. There's a lot of old dudes that like Apple guys that are older than us and they don't always um, understand the technology or what's going on and how to order something online, I guess. I mean, there's plenty mm-hmm. of guys that do, but there's there's a, a good number that don't seem to do that. And they don't do the phone orders anymore because they get messed up. Like, right. you know, somebody says, oh, no, I wanted the 2018 set and uh, the um, 75 World Series set. That's what I told you. Uh, didn't you write that down? That's what I said on the phone. They don't have it. So and basically, then they don't have any way of, uh, like, noting They can't prove that. it. Right. Yeah, and then they got to ship it back and forth, and it's a big freaking mess, okay? And so they had that many times. Yeah, yeah. shipping is a huge deal, too, because yeah. we're talking about kind of heavy product and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I get that. I mean, yeah. Gonna... So now it's like, um, well, the for example, January 9th on Thursday, they dropped the new set on the website at 5 o'clock exactly, okay? I looked at like 4.30, and it was just 2018. Right at five, <laughs> 2019's right there. 75 bucks. All right. And then um, if you put in your order and it gets processed, then they are going to, you know, in the order that they were ordered, uh, they'll ship them out starting Monday the 13th. Uh, if you live in the Georgia area or somewhere close to where, you know, Alpharetta is, you could drive in on Saturday and pick them up between nine and noon if you didn't want to pay the shipping. Mm. The, the mistake that people don't uh, seem to get, a lot of guys, is they act like APA is like Amazon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Um, we're very lucky that uh, John Hurston's running the show here and keeping this thing going. I mean, he loves doing it from the things I've heard. Um, but it's um, a, 
a smaller company. I mean, they, they do everything very well, but shipping costs are expensive and paper is expensive and printing is expensive. And if they've got to fix a bunch of stuff or somebody says they order this or that and then they you know feel like they have to be a good um, company and, and refund something, right. then they're mm-hmm. losing that. And then we're not going to be able to order Apple cards anymore. So they have to streamline this process. They can't free returns take it to Kohl's like it's Amazon or something here. That's not the way it's working, you know. Mm-hmm. So they have to watch what they're doing. And if you screw it up on your online order, that's on you. Sales are final, which, is, you know, watch what you're it's doing. It's got to be. That, hunt- if, yeah. if they're losing money, they can't continue to be a company. I mean, so I get it. Yeah. And and they're not trying to screw anybody. They're just trying to run a business. Um, so, that, I mean, that yes. makes sense. I mean, it seems totally... Up, up, you know, above board, a legit, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, but you know, I mean, I get it. There are some people that you know have been involved with Apple cards for decades, and mm-hmm. they are people that might not really use a computer that much. And you can still order via mail. I mean, because that is a paper trail. You know, you write right. down exactly. I mean, there, you can still do that. I don't think many people do, but there's probably a handful. But uh, it's either got to be online or via mail. Now, no phone orders anymore, I mean, mm-hmm. which I don't blame them. You know? Right. And so. I think that um, anybody that would be the people that would complain about no phone orders are probably not listening to our podcast. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you see on the the app of Facebook, how do you order cards? When can you order cards? What do you got to do? I tried to call them, and they didn't answer. And also, they put on there, like, we're not going to be answering the phones at this time or that. Because, you know, people start calling up, hey, when can we order the cards? <laughs> Okay, go on the website, um, get the, you know, the APA newsletter thing sent to you. Um, there's things out there to, to make it make it easy for you. <laughs> I, you know, so. I guess I'm in the, it's an interesting topic, and it's not really necessarily the one that we were planning on with this APA talk, but it's like nowadays APA has a good social media presence and mm-hmm. some good websites, their own website. There's a, there's a blog. Um, there's some good stuff out there. The information is readily available. I don't know why people get so confused. I, I, I don't know. either. I, I mean, Tom <laughs> Nelshop and put it on a, on the Apple blog. Um, you know, when things are on sale and things too. I mean, he doesn't work for the company. He's just running his blog, but he puts out the info. He sees I mean, the same thing. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can find yeah. it. You know, it's not like the old days where you might not really know exactly the timeline and, and how everything works. And you can listen to the APA um, podcast too. And they always will have some updates and talk about those things. It's, it's right there. You can find it. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, I'm not trying to scold anybody, but I I just find it, it's gotta be frustrating for their perspective. They can't go. That's why they do it this way now. Right. And they can't go out and make a big deal out of it. It's on their blogs or their website, Mm -hmm. but you and I can, it's like, come on, people get it together. I mean, people will, then they go online, people go on Facebook and complain about the customer service, this or that, or they tried to call or they didn't get this order that. And, you know, the company can't like, it's hard for them to defend themselves without looking like a bunch of jerks, you know? Right. So they got to kind of just take it. You know, but mm-hmm. some uh, frequently it's it's the the consumer's fault <laughs> from what yes. I see. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, your experiences, you were down in Georgia and you had a mm-hmm. firsthand wonderful experience. Maybe yeah. we should mention that. Like you basically got a tour, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. 
So how did by, that work uh, John out? Hurston. Well, I went in there because I was going to, um, I, I had emailed them telling them I was going to buy a, a set. You know, the, I think I bought the 1908 set. I think I bought two sets. I can't remember. But, you know, you can save on the shipping because shipping is expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. So plus I just wanted to check it out, you know. It would be cool. So got in there and, you know, got to, it's just a, a little warehouse that they've got in a, in a, in a business um, area there that's in kind of not really a, a strip mall kind of place, but you know, kind of similar to that. And a uh, business park or something. It's like yeah. a, it's a business. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a business park with their little warehouse there, not a real big one. Um, you know, he's they've got like a display desk and stuff, and he's got his offices and everything. And and then it's like you go back there, and he's got well, well these are the baseball ones we got every season. Here's football, and here's hockey, and here's golf, and you know different ones that they have there, right? And um, it's pretty cool. You know, you can see them there and all the teams and everything. And it's, it's a very hands-on kind of thing. It's not like there's some machines, you know, sorting all the cards or whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I mean, so you see that and you know that for most businesses to keep above board, I mean, there's, there's a fine line between, you know, um, paying for things you don't need to or, or not, you know, and one of them is mistaken orders. You can't mm-hmm. be making mistakes on that. It's you know? going to cost you money. Yeah. And and that's where like I mean I think it's really cool that he welcomed you in and showed you kind of behind the scenes and they they send out I believe for their printing they're not printing there oh yeah they, you yeah, know that's so right. they do so they mm-hmm. have to do they have to work through their printers and and you know deal with that and that is always a costly thing as somebody who has a degree in journalism I know working with printers you you got to make sure everything's working right and of course they're dealing with a good card stock and. Yeah, there's lots of stuff that goes on with well, that. Well, that was a thing a couple years ago when they had some, like, extra cards. I believe they were switching to something else, something like that. Anyway, they had extra. And that's where they um, had the sale for individual teams you could get. So um, until they ran out of that particular card stock. So, like, I ordered several Tiger teams and this and that. You get, like, one team. They were, like, I forget what it was, like, five bucks or six bucks a team or whatever. And you just order mm-hmm. as many as you can. I got a bunch of them, if you recall. And so that was like the only kind of sale that they had because they had the extra. They're just trying to do what they can with that because, you know, they have the extra right. stock. People also are always looking for like a sale. Are these going to go on sale? No, the price is the price. You know, right. it's, a, it's a fair price. They're the only place that has. I mean, they could charge a lot more if they wanted to. Nobody else is making Apple cars but Apple. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, you know, and there are other ways where you can avoid that. If you want to do online, you know, more digital versions, you can do that. But, but yeah, I mean, if you want the paper version, which is kind of part of the whole hobby, that's, that's the way it works, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I, um, I just think of how people will kind of, I mean, it's good to have good expectations. Don't get me wrong, but I think, but I think being unfair to them is, um, frustrating and i know that you know you and i and it hasn't worked out yet and i hope it will um you know may get interviewed on their podcast um and you know they're they've kind of contacted us but we haven't quite worked out a time where the two of us can come on and and because we've been talking apple here and there on our podcast and um we love it and we'll always kind of come back to it um so i'm not sure what we'll you know what we can offer but we hopefully it's something interesting and and stuff and and down the line hopefully people can uh check that out too but you know we're just supporters you know i mean we're just yeah uh, i mean we'll we'll try to you know we'll be critical if you know fairly at times but um but you know we're, the reason we talk about it is because we love it we think it's great oh yeah you know mm-hmm. um so 
the topic that you and I thought would be interesting today is about the idea of collecting Apple cards. Now, a lot of times you, you do use Apple cards to play them. It's not like you're putting them, you know, you're bricking mm-hmm. them up or getting them rated by PSA or something like that. Yeah. But but there are so certain some, things, you, you know, the old versions, you know, like the, some of the original sets, particularly from the 50s and 60s, yeah. um, are valuable if you do have them and come across them. Um, and there's some differences with the uh, reissued ones, but yeah, so there are some, there's some value in those if that's something that you're into. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not really my thing. I like the newer versions. I like it when they have the master symbols and all the statistics on them and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, if somebody wanted to give me, uh, you know, a 1951 original set, I mean, I'd take it, but. Uh, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> um, so. But we're talking about just ones that you want for various playability reasons, right? Would that mm-hmm. be kind of what yes. we're talking about? You're collecting oh, yeah. those. Mm-hmm. And your big thing mm-hmm. has been uh, World Series stuff, right? Yes. So I mean, where I are you at Tiger stuff, all kinds of Tiger stuff, but World Series stuff, yeah. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, I, I'm picking up the, the potential World Series for 94. Um, but uh, I've got, you know, within my sets that i have um i've got several several of the world series sets uh so um there's a few that i'm looking to get you know like in the future like some of the a sets but sometimes it's like okay do i want to have i've got the 72 um set mm-hmm. but do i really need the 73 and 74 because i know the teams are different but it doesn't make me want to buy them so quickly like, you know yeah it looks like how many thing. times do you want to play with the a's or something like that. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're a big Ace fan, that's awesome. Right. And they have the 72 and 73, but they don't have the 74 available right now. But which I probably would buy because that's like my first set that we really played with. If right. You yeah. So I would probably get that if they had it. I mean, they've got like 71, 2, 3, 75, but they don't have 76, 77. I'd probably get 77 too. You 77 know, would that. be fun. Yeah, because that's Yankees Dodgers, right? Yes. Um, so in 76 is Yankees Reds. Reds, right. Yeah. So and and that is actually the 76 Reds team is an interesting team. So um and that's the beginning of kind of that um free agency built Yankee Steinbrenner era team um that's kind of coming together. You know, some of the new people that they picked up. But yeah, I um so I mean you would out of the 70s the ones that are missing, which one would you like to see the most, do you think? Let's see here. Well, I have 79. Seven, um, 78 is Dodgers Yankees again. Probably probably 74. And um, and then For sentimental reasons. Yes. Yeah. But also, they don't have 1970. I, actually, I'd like 1970 with that 70. 70 would be um, great. Reds That's, team? Reds and Orioles. That's probably number one. Reds mm-hmm. Orioles. I have online the 70 Reds, you know, for yes. Apago. Mm-hmm. Awesome team. A team that um, I would like to play in a tournament with. Um, yes. You know, young Johnny Bench. It's got a couple guys like Bernie Gar- Bernie Carbo and people like that on it. I think uh, May is on that team still. That team hammers. And they rake. <laughs> and they steal a fair amount of bases. Their pitching's pretty solid for that era. You know, like Don Gullett and people like that. And their pitchers hit really well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a fun team. There's no Joe Morgan or anything like that, but it's a pretty fun team, yeah. Um, and you know, I wouldn't. So yeah, I mean, if they had that, I would have bought the '70 World Series set with them in Baltimore. That would have been great. So it's probably that one, then '74, then '77 mm-hmm. uh, would be the ones I, if they're going to add some. 
Um, but it's like I'm not going to buy the whole 1970 set. I'm not yeah, spending they should. like 75. Bucks I would on say that. out of the 70s, the 1970 World Series one. I'm surprised they don't have that one. A mm-hmm. lot of Hall of Famers on both those teams. Um, a very interesting World Series. That's the one where. Um, is it 70 or 72 where Johnny Bench kept getting robbed at third base by Brooks Robinson? That um, was in 70. 70, in 70 yeah. yeah. You know, not that that is part of APA, you know, like that's going to happen. It doesn't say, and Brooks Robinson robs Johnny Bench again <laughs> at third base. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, those are some, that's some good stuff right there. Um, younger Tony Perez on that. and Oh, yeah, good, good stuff. Um, it's a different Reds team. It's not... I mean, it does have Pete Rose and stuff, but you don't have Griffey. You don't have Morgan. You don't have Cesar Geronimo and people like that. Or, or mm-hmm. even, I think you have Dave Concepcion, but he's really young at that time. Um, yeah. So it's a totally different kind of feel to that team. You know, I guess it's like when I, when I picture the 1970 team, I almost feel like they're wearing the vests. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, they're probably, I think they're still wearing the wool uniforms. I yeah. think they switched yep. up maybe the next year or the year after, I think. So, yep. yeah, that's true. It's a different um, it's different thing, yep. Um, and then, I mean, what other ones are you thinking that, you're, you know? Well, are... as far as the 80s, like they have the 1980 World Series set, and I and I, I wouldn't mind having that. I mean, Phillies, the Royals. Phillies, the Phillies, I think that's a good one. I, I'd like that one. Um, 82, I have that already. They don't have 83 available, but that they don't have 81 either because what? Or 81, yeah. Yes. So that would be interesting too, I guess. But uh, I think 83 would be very interesting with Phillies, uh, Baltimore, and Phil in Philly. Yes, that would be kind of fun. Um, they have 84, 5, 6, and 7. They don't have 88, 89. You know, I'm not too keen on those. Um, unless you're a big, uh, uh, Kirk Gibson fan, right? Yes, I, I guess the eight. You know, if you wanted, I, I do have. Um, I do have. Uh, I don't have the eighty-eight Dodgers though. Yeah, so I have the eighty-eight Oakland, but I don't have the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Sometimes I try to pick them up, like you know, on eBay or something like that. But I mm-hmm. like it when they have the set, and and then they're you know they look the cards are like the same quality and the same same kind of design and everything. So right. Um. So you know, sixties they got a lot of stuff for. Um. I mean, eventually I'd like to get all of them, but this might be, I might, I might be 90 years old by the time that happens, I guess. They don't have the 61 World Series. I no. Mean, I have the 61 Yankees, but they don't, you know, who would they play? The, they played the Reds that year, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the so pirate, they don't have the Pirates that. are in 60, so it's a Reds in 61. Um, and a young, what, um, Frank Robinson on that mm-hmm. team. Um in an interesting squad yeah that and that's different too you know like it's like when you see a team like from the 60s when you see a reds team there that's the only time they're in the world series in the 60s you know yeah um that's kind of fun you know mm-hmm. but um yeah it, they don't have 63 63 was the dodgers and the was that the dodgers and yankees again I yeah think. i believe so yep yeah so and they have sixty four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, yeah, they have the rest of them. There. The rest so, of them. And I have most. Yep. I have. I have most of those. Is I think I have almost all of those ones. Fifties. Um, you know, going back there. Um, like they ha- I'd like to get the fifty one set because one, that's supposed the fifty one World Series set. That is like the original kind of Appa thing, and play the you know the Bobby Thompson, you know, mm-hmm. home run game and all that kind of stuff. That'd be fun to get sometime. But I don't have that one yet. So. Well, then, he would course, have been, you know, the, 
He would have been before the World Series, though. You know, I mean, they got him to the World Series. Oh, yeah, that's true. You'd have to, yeah, yeah, that's true. You'd have to get the Dodgers um, there as well to be able to play that. Yeah, yeah. I, I so would say I think that they used to sell that, but I don't think they sell that anymore. But you, so you'd have to pick up those fifty-one Dodgers or fifty-one Dodgers and play that game, or that series too, because it wasn't like a three-game series, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that would be a fun one too. I think the fifty-five World Series would be fun because that's when the Dodgers won. I don't have that set as well, so mm-hmm. that would be kind of a cool one to get. So, I mean, there were a lot of good. You know, there's a lot of teams that are repeating, you know, whether it's the Yankees or Mm -hmm. the Dodgers or Giants. Uh, Cleveland's in the mix a lot. Uh, Towards the end of the 50s, you got the Braves. Um, But, you know, they're all a little bit different, too, you know. Um, They do have the 1919 World Series set available, and I definitely would like to get that and try that one out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To to do the the Black Sox scandal World Series and see how it works out. I know people have done that. I'd like to just do it myself and see how that works out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a fun one. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I got the 94 coming. I'm going to see how how those teams kind of play and see what's going on with that. So. Yeah, Expos and uh, Yankees, right? Is that ni- that's ninety four? Yep, right? so, that's right. So those should, yep. yeah, that should be intriguing to see how that goes. Um, you know, and of course, you know, it's different with you kind of Washington winning and that franchise actually kind of, kind of getting over it. But like Montreal never really got there, right? <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. I mean, well, I'm sure the Expos fans would have appreciated it, but uh, yeah, that's true. All right, welcome back. Time for some Appa Talk. Uh, it's always a good time to do that. And this is the time of year where new 2019 Appa cards are being delivered to mailboxes and front doors across the country to excited Appa baseball fans. You were one of them, and you got your yes. cards along with some of your other purchases. And how was that experience for you? Well, it went very well. Um I think I was one of the first people to get my order placed on the Thursday. My order was placed at like 5.02. <laughs> so they mm-hmm. mailed them out on Monday. That's when they mailed them out. And I got them on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. U.S. Postal Service doing its job, man. So it was right in my mailbox. And that's always a fun thing. Makes you feel like a little kid a little bit. And uh, get stuff out. And you know, Apple Card's a little different now. Have you made a, a recent um, purchase from the company or anything? Not recently, no. A lot of the stuff. So remember how they used to, yeah, yeah. They used to come like they'd have them in the envelopes and like a bigger box, but now it's like a big kind of like a brick of all the cards that you have, like the whole thing in order of the team, alphabetical order, and they have the cards there or the envelopes there for you. You gotta get the cards out because it says like ATL, you know, for Atlanta or whatever. So you can tell who it is and you got to put them in yourself, which is all right. Um, And the same thing, like, you know, I bought the 94 potential world series with Montreal and New York. And, um, you know, they have like a little shrink wrapped thing of both those and you just put them in there. So that's the way it is. So you got to kind of do a little work to put them together, but uh, cars look like they're in good shape. Um, You know, there's like a guy on on Facebook. I posted a picture of it and he's like, well, how do they look? Well, they look pretty good. They're cut pretty good. Some guys get a little 
funny about that stuff. You know, is every card perfect? No, there's probably a couple that maybe it's slightly off a little bit. I don't care. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. it's fine with me. Yeah, you know, I'm not that picky about it. You know, I mean, if there's some major problem or it's way off center or something like that, I would, but they look pretty good. What's his name? Uh, the pitcher for the uh, Angels, um, the big hitter kid. Uh, oh, a, um, um, a two. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just can't remember his name right this second. Anyway, he's, you know, he didn't pitch last year, if you remember, because he had a surgery and everything. Right, disengaged. So, yeah, so he's just, he's listed as designated hitter, <laughs> so which is what he should be because that's what he played. But the big thing was la- the year before when he did pitch and he did hit as a designated hitter, he was only listed as a pitcher. So I'm wondering, I mean, this next year with um, Madden going out there and coaching the Angels, um, uh, if he, he's – going to pitch and he's going to hit are they going to do both like they should i mean he's not on my team but if i had him on my team i certainly would want that you know right so um we'll see i don't know but anyway uh i i decided that i'd try to replay the uh the potential 1994 world series which a lot of people say would have been maybe between the new york yankees and the montreal expos so um, I wasn't very familiar with these teams, so I had to go on Baseball Reference and see their most common lineups. And um, and so I, I basically put together um, the common lineups that I saw that they had uh, based on, you know, who got the most games and, you know, hitting in the number one spot, the number two spot, number three. That's how I put it together. Okay, All right? good. That's, a, that's fair, yeah. Yep, and then their their top three pitchers because I figured you'd probably have like maybe a three man rotation, right? Mm-hmm. And then I looked, and they had the nineteen ninety three World Series. The home field was for the American League team. This is before the All Star Game, you know, decided stuff and all that. So it's going to start in Montreal. That's the way it would have gone. Um, mm-hmm. Even though in ninety five they switched it again because they didn't play it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, they were at that time still doing the the DH in the American League Park and the hitters hitting in the National League Park. So they were doing that that year as well. So I went with that. And so um, I played the first two games, and um, we had uh, Ken Hill versus Jimmy Key for uh, the first game matchup. And um, it was in Montreal, and um, I kind of I can kind of go through and tell you kind of what happened here. Um, Okay. Interesting, interesting game. Um, I'm sure it would have been a very exciting game in the uh, in uh, Montreal uh, for the first World Series. And uh, basically, um, in the bottom of the first thing, let me get my box score out here. Hold on, give me just a second here. Scorebook. This would have been exciting times for the Expos, you know. Yes, definitely, no doubt about that. So, um, let's see here. Here we go. Um, game info for the Expos. So, um, basically, you had um, Hill pitching pretty well. Um, he ends up only giving up one run over nine innings, and in the bottom of the first inning for um, the Expos. Uh, Moses Alou got a single with two outs, and then Larry Walker got a single, and then Darren Fletcher, their catcher, hit a big three-run home run to put them up 3-0 in the first inning. Um, they would add another run on um, a home run by Will. See, I, I, basically we had, for the Expos, we had Marquise Gr- Grissom in center field, Cliff Floyd playing first, Moses Alou in left, Larry Walker in right, Darren Fletcher catching, Will Cordero um, at sh- uh, shortstop. Mike Lansing playing second, and Sean Barry, uh, the third baseman. So then Cordero hit a home run. They got another run in the sixth um, after a double by Darren Fletcher again, who looks like he might be the um, 
MVP. S- sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, um, at, so far anyway. And then Larry Walker hit a big two-run home run in the eighth inning. So um, so not much going on there. So an Expo victory, and I'm sure they would have been excited about that. Um, so it, it must have been interesting playing with, like, you. I mean, you kind of got that feel that the Expos were pretty solid team that yeah, year. Yeah, huh? that's a beautiful, yeah, well, they're a very good team, a team that might be a good um, tournament kind of type of team as well, for sure. Yeah, um, and it's hard to look at them sometimes. Any team from that season because they just don't have as many games played. So projecting their cards compared to how many at bats they had and home runs, is yes, always, it's a little bit. Well, that's different. A, the beautiful thing about Apple cards. You, you see the card, and you know it is what it is, right? You know, I mean, you know it's good or bad, um, no matter if they only played 120 or 30 games or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, kind of a lopsided game, but game two was very interesting. Um, and, and the great thing about App is you kind of feel those things, like that story. It's like reading a good book. It kind of goes through your head as you're going. So, game two would have been very interesting to us, and I almost felt bad because, you know, for, like, the Yankees, of course, I, I'll read the lineup I came up with them. Uh, we got Louis Polonia playing left, uh, Wade Boggs at third, uh, Don Madley at first, uh, Paul O'Neill in right, uh, Mike Stanley catching, Bernie Williams in center, Mike Gallego at shortstop, Pat Kelly at second, and then Jim Abbott, Flint native that we know, who we saw play in high school and pitch at the University of Michigan, uh, he was pitching, which would have been a fascinating story at that time. Yes, um, yes. Because, you know, he had, you know, he's got one arm, he still does. And um, he was a tremendous, you know, athlete, a, a good quarterback in high school, a very good hitter and everything. So he would have been hitting in the World Series and pitching. That would have been awesome, right? Right. So the Yankees got off to a better start. Louis Plunier got a single and a steal and scored a run on a um, Don Mattingly single in the first. And this would have been Don Mattingly's shot at a World Series, okay? And then um, they ended up, in the in the third inning, Pat Kelly, who was the eight hitter, led off with a double. Jim Abbott, I got a sixty-six seven for him because <laughs> he doesn't have a good, you know, singles in the run. His first World Series at bat. Wouldn't that have been so freaking awesome? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I mean, they'd be playing that stuff all the time now. Then um, nothing happens in the in the fourth. And then in the fifth, the Yankees tack on uh, four more runs. Jim Abbott got a walk uh, during that inning and ended up scoring a run. And then later on in the game, because he was pitching so well, he, he ends up pitching. Um, he ends up pitching a shutout, a three-hit shutout, and <laughs> drives in a run and gets two walks. Okay, can you? It's a, what you know? So yeah, I mean, I, it was a. I I think that's a great story. I think only in Appa that would happen because I think they would have. They would have shuffled their rotation to have him pitch when it yeah. in in a DH park, you know, in the Yankee State. But he is their second best pitcher, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, I know. during that season, so uh, maybe they would have. Uh, I don't know. I mean, other other guys yeah. were crap I, I mean, hitters, yeah. You know, so I mean, I don't know how much it mattered. I mean, like I had Jimmy Key. He he had a sacrifice bunt in the first inning, but he was a he was pretty much an American League pitcher almost his whole career, I believe. I, maybe it was his whole career. I know it was most of it with Toronto and stuff. So, but if that would have happened and he would have come up there, oh, how's he going to handle? Boom, base hit, singles in a run. 
Yeah, that would have been something else. Oh, my goodness. You know, it would have been like on the greatest plays ever on baseball. You know, MLB never would be playing it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking about the whole time. I'm like, I hope he gets his shot out, you know. And then he pitches his shot out, you know, the one-handed pitcher from Flint. Can you imagine that? It would have been the greatest thing ever, you know. So That is a story right there, yep. Yeah, so it's one stuff. to one, and we're going back to New York for the next three, and we'll see what happens. I can report on that stuff next time. But it, it's, it's been fun, and that's that's why the app is fun, man. I mean, you you have that, and this whole story is going on in your head, you know, um, and it just plays out. So fun stuff. Well, that's cool. I think I think we can finish up um, our app talk with. I know you did a little poll um, on some of our social media. Maybe you can have some results for that on kind of what you were asking about. What was, uh, yeah, tell everybody so, you know, my uh, draft is going to be coming up next Sunday, the 26th, for my um, Apple League that I'm in, the World Baseball Organization, WBO. So on our Facebook page, I put out a little poll to, um, you know, um, get, get some maybe some help, right? Because I've got a late round pick. Um, in the draft, I've got the we got fourteen teams. I'm I pick thirteenth because because you, you know, made the World I, Series. Yeah. Yes, yes. Even though that's the way they've done it, I, I wasn't like second necessarily in in the standings overall. I mean, I, I maybe should have been up a few picks, but that's the way they do it. So whatever, you know, I'm not going to complain too much. But um, anyway, um, so I have to. I, I've got some. I got some holes I got to fill. I can always use a couple position players. You know, maybe a young starting third baseman or first baseman or outfielder or something like that. Um, but also, I, I seriously need some pitching, particularly starting pitching, to fill innings, you know. And I'd like to maybe get a young starting pitcher. So I put out a poll basically asking if, uh, you know, what what do you guys think? You know, should I go for it? If there is a, an av- a good available young starter, starting pitcher, should I take that? Or should I go for a young position player? So we had 83 people vote. Uh, on it and the consensus seemed to be to go for the young starting pitcher if a good one that I'm looking at is available so 45 to 38 it went with the young starting pitcher so we'll see um, we'll see what happens as the draft unrolls it starts you know next Sunday and of course it'll be a little bit later in the day when I get to draft <laughs> so we'll see yeah, yeah but uh, I think that it's a uh, you're you were debating it's a hard decision for you oh yeah and, it is and yeah. I think that the results kind of show that it wasn't a clear-cut way either way right you know on yeah that. so but I I tend to agree with the results I think that if if a younger solid starting pitcher is available late in that first round that would probably be a good way to go because pitching is always a premium right it is it is it's hard to get them and you know pitchers only last so long you know so once they start getting out of their 20s man you you can't really rely on them too much sometimes even before that i guess right they're kind of like running backs in the nfl they last yes. a certain period of time it is yeah you ride similar. them and, and go i mean every so often you get one that can last a while but very very uh yeah i mean there's not many verlanders out there that last and but the verlanders had his ups and downs I and mean, he's had some very off years too but you know i'm sure if you've had him on your apple team the whole time you've been pretty pleased <laughs> so yeah right yeah so, all right. So we'll uh, we'll come back and maybe hear some results on those things and get into some other app talk next week. Um, but it's uh, it's fun times, you know. And I've been kind of going back and forth um, with some tournaments that'll be coming up. 
um, and picking tournament teams. So maybe we can get into some of that sort of conversation. Uh, I always find it fascinating when you have different formats, you know, how many man rotation and, you know, how many teams are going to be there and, you know, what's Mm -hmm. the, you know, teams from this year to this year and there's a DH or there's not a DH or, you know, that whole sort of thing. So that's, it's always fun to try to figure out. I just love the, I love the rabbit holes that APA put you down. Just like you were asking me about some teams today and some of the teams I have and, and you, you don't even think about, you know, I don't know, some team from the 70s. And you like look at the stats and you look at the cards and like, oh yeah, yeah, for this, you know. And then you, you wouldn't be thinking about it unless you were looking about it. So Yep. So good stuff and we'll keep uh that discussion going um in future episodes. Um and when we come back, uh we'll have a quick conversation about um the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. And again, thanks for joining us and stick with us. All right. Well, Kevin, you just finished uh, APA tournament this weekend out by your uh, house uh, in the Grand Rapids area. Uh, and I think, and, you know, we had a couple updates on our Twitter page. Uh, you did well. Um, I see, you know, you won your first five games. Um, you got to the championship. Um, but, you know, there's always those ups and downs. What's your overall feeling after yesterday's uh, tournament? Well, it was certainly a success. I mean, I was eight and four on the day and, um, but you know, a little disappointing because, you know, I, 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 I'm the runner up again in another APA tournament and, um, things didn't really go my way in those, you know, the last two games. That's always the way it goes. Just like, uh, a momentum in actual baseball, you got to have the dice rolling in your favor in APA baseball. But I started out well. I mean, my 1930 Giants knocked off the 1920 White Sox 9-4 first game, then beat the 67 Giants 8-2 in the second game. Then I had a close one with the 35 Yankees and won 3-2. Then I got all over the the 22 St. Louis Browns and beat them 11-6. I had like a nine-run second inning. And then um, I beat the... um, 61 Tigers, 9-4. to four. And then I went to lunch, had a hamburger and stuff, came back. And, you know, I, I didn't have – my luck was gone. <laughs> so I faced the 27 Philadelphia A's uh, right after lunch and you know, game six of the seven that we played in, like, the round robin. And uh, I ended up losing 10-2, to two, which in, down the road ended up really costing me. Um, and then I just needed to win the next game um to win the division and get a bye in the in the playoff round and i faced the 39 cardinals end up losing two to one this couldn't get anything going um so i end up like the number one wild card and um so i had to you know it was one and done time and in my first matchup i i faced like the 14 seed the 69 twins and had it was a weird game but i ended up winning three to two i got kind of lucky on that one then i faced the 50 tigers which was being managed by a lady that had never really played APA before, but she was doing quite well on the day. And she couldn't roll any good numbers. And um and I beat her five to nothing. I just you know got enough. From there I ended up playing the fifty two Indians who beat me by one one run in the run differential for the division. So that eight run loss I had really cost me. Uh, because if I was just lost like you know ten to five or something like that, or just you know seven to three or whatever. 
And then I would have won the division. So I was matched up with him, and he has really good pitching there, all A pitchers, which are like aces. But uh, I got lucky on that one and won 5 1 and got myself into the championship round. And then I, I faced the uh, 1920 Chicago White Sox with, you know, a bunch of guys that will be banned from baseball, plus Babe Ruth when he was a pitcher and a hitter. Um, at first game, I couldn't get the bats going at all. No numbers were rolling for me. I lost 6 2. Um, gave up, uh, um, Swede Reesberg, I think is the shortstop. That was one of the re- ringleaders for the White Sox. The number nine hitter hits his home run off of Smokey Joe Wood. Such a joke, but whatever. And then I needed to, it was best two out of three. So I needed to win the second game and I was up two one late in the game. And then, uh, ended up getting tied by the White Sox. We went to extra innings and then, um, we went to the 10th and nobody scored. And then the 11th, the deal is that all the pitchers are just a D pitcher with no letters or anything. And if you know Apple, you'll know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's the lowest pitcher. I couldn't get anything on the 11th. You know, he got a couple um, cheaper kind of hits, got a walk, and then I walked in the winning run and lost. So that's kind of how I ended. That's pretty, pretty downer way to end it. But anyway, you know, I had a good run. Yeah. And, so. and it, it's one of those things. Um, you go to these tournaments. Yeah. You like to win, but if things don't roll your way, um, then it just, you know, doesn't. Play. So you want to play with a team that you had fun playing with and see where it goes. You want to play with a good team, but did you have fun playing with the 30 giants? Yes. They're a fun team to play with. Um, I know you're going to be using them in a tournament in March and you're going to have a good time with them. Um, you know, they, they can hit, they can hit better than what I rolled for them, but they still hit well enough. Um, lesser teams, I would not have won eight games. <laughs> okay, let's just put it that way. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, you're facing other good teams too. So sometimes they, they, you know, they get some good numbers going on you too, and they score some runs. So it was Melot was fun to play with at the top of the lineup. He had six home runs in the 12 games. You know, okay. I mean, I only hit 13 home runs total, and he had six of them. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good leadoff, man. But my so. numbers weren't so good. I mean, this team should probably hit like 300 for a tournament, and I hit 244. So it just, I didn't quite have the luck. I mean, I, I if I just would have, okay, you know, you're rolling, you roll average, below average, or above average. I, I definitely rolled below average. If I would have rolled average, I would have won. But that's the way it goes. So still, I, I can't complain. I, I was right in it till the end. I kind of, I kind of expected that. Um, so it was it was good. It was fun. It was a fun tournament and you know, had a good time. All right. Well that's all that's really all that it, it comes down to. So Why don't you tell everybody like what league you're in and, and how well, that I'm in the um, the World Baseball Organization, which is um uh a a league that is comprised of teams from all over the country. I mean, there's teams from Michigan, obviously, uh, where I'm from. Um, actually, a couple teams from here. And then there's teams from California, Florida, Texas, uh, New York area, and other places out east. I think we have 14 teams in the two divisions. And I I run the Grand Rapids Holy Harveys. And the Holy Harveys are named after um, the great baseball umpire. And uh, so, you know, Basically, we have a draft in the off season, and it's kind of a keeper league if you want to think of it that way. You have certain players that you can um, kind of protect. 
then um, you can make trades, and then uh, we play a 162-game season. You play all your home games, um, so you play 81 games. You send directions and, and instructions to the, your opponents, and uh, they play the road games, your, your road games for you. And then uh, we have our playoffs, which are coming up on, because um, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here the last few games of the season. And I'm right in the hunt for a playoff spot um, in my first year in, which would be pretty excited to see if I can do it. The good thing is that you were able to help me um, – you know, look at drafts, the draft and trades and such. Um, you weren't really necessarily wanting to get into a big league like that, but I think you've kind of enjoyed that as well. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it's kind of like vicariously, I can help you out because I mean, how much time have you felt like you've committed to all these? Because there's like really different seasons to it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> too much. <laughs> no doubt about that. But uh, I think about it all the time. It's like a, a huge ongoing chess match i mean when you're playing the games you got to set up your line because you can only use um the you know the previous because this 2019 so it's 2018 statistics like batters can only um play in as many games as they played so if they play 123 games that's all they get all right now they don't really worry about the at bats because that kind of varies pitchers can only pitch how many innings they pitched that's it all right. And you really have to keep track because you can, there's a whole constitution and, and I'll post a, a link to the website on, on Twitter for the WBO. And you can check out the constitution and the standings and everything else and past success or failures of different teams. But, um, you know, you, once you're playing the games, you know, it just kind of goes the way it goes and your players, you, know, you don't really have injuries. If somebody, if you have an injury, uh, they're just out for the rest of that game because, you know, they already played whatever they played, you know, and the guys that played 160 games, like a J zero guy in APA, um, then they don't even get injured. It's only guys that are actually have some injury proneness to them. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but and I'm already, um, I'm, I think I'm going to make the playoffs and I really hope I do well there. But actually, I'm just as excited thinking about what I have to do to improve my team for next year, like my potential trades. I've already gone through a whole bunch of stuff, printed off different things, looking at potential trades with each team, hoping because we don't draft. It's not really like an all-star kind of league. We only um, have a certain number of teams that you can draft from. So like, for example, um, Victor Robles and um, who's the other good dude for – from the Nationals, the other stud guy that's getting all the hits. Soto. Neither one of them are in the league because Washington wasn't available last year to be drafted from. I mean, they wouldn't uh, be drafted Soto. if they were available. I hope they are this year. Of course, you know, yeah. if I'm finishing in the playoffs, I'm not going to have one of the top picks. So I probably won't be able to get one of the guys unless I trade up or something like that. But so you don't just like get every every stud in there. Like J.D. Martinez is not on anybody's team because he's moved around and he's kind of been missed. You know, like he was in Arizona and they weren't there. Then he's in Boston. And, and so he's still not there either. He had another good year last year. He'd be a great guy to get, you know. So they don't want it to be this like a superstar league. I mean, there are superstars there. I mean, you know, Altuve's there and, and you know, Stanton is there and Judge is there and those kind of guys. There's a, there's a handful of them here and there. Like I have Javi Baez on my team and, you know, he's a stud or whatever. But you just can't just load up on guys, you know. And that really matters with the pitching because you can't just get all these studs all the time. Sometimes you got to pitch, you know, lesser pitchers like a real team has to. I mean, that's kind of real thing, you know. Right. 
And I and I think what's also interesting is how you're watching what your current players that you played from 2018 are doing in 2019, and whether or not they're going to have yes, value. Yes, the next and I've had some those cards pretty bad out. luck this year. I mean, right? Like my starting catcher is JT Romato, and, and you know he's he had a great year, so he'll be solid next year. But then, like my DH, I took in an early round. I, I took Schooner Scooter Jeanette, and of course he got hurt, and he barely played. And so I'm not going to be able to really play him. It's like. Do I need to even have him for roster spot? I mean, I think so. I mean, or I try to trade him or something. And then even guys like, um, like I had uh, Corey Dickerson, who you know did well when he was playing, but he only played like about one third of the season, so that's going to be a problem. And um, then I had uh, I have a Adubel Herrera from the Phillies who had his domestic abuse stuff and got suspended for the rest of the year. He was my starting center fielder. So, I mean, you know, there's struggles you have to deal with. And and then, you know, it's like, well, he's 27. You're going to keep him? I mean, because to me, once you start hitting 30, man, I'm looking to trade you or drop you, you know, unless you're just a stud or whatever. But, yeah. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.